I had like like the the white wipe wet one wipes out here and canola oh, oil good. and. Well, so, yeah. welcome to episode 166 <laughs> of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. So, obviously, uh, if you're watching this on the video, uh, we have two guests on the show this week. We have James pa- James A. Powell and Jason Jensen. So, welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, everyone. Uh, James is hey guys. James is out there on the strip, and Jason's got his awesome shelf in the background with all his <laughs> dioramas. There you go. He's got Ammo his shirt. shirt. And he's, now he looks like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> the way you pull it up. You're like, yeah. You ever seen that Dana Carvey movie where he's Master of Disguise? He's, yeah, he's a, tur- a turtle. He's the turtle. turtle. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. The, um, the, uh, so, anyways, yeah. thanks for joining us. We got someone in the central time zone, Pacific time zone, and two of us in Eastern time zone. That we actually show. planned this like back at the end of January. So, you know, it's been that long since we scheduled this. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. But, yeah. Well, anyways, I'm excited. This is yeah, going to be too. It's gonna be a fun evening. Love having you guys oh my on. God. Four, four We're going to get Jason people. to talk tonight too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in my art studio. That's why you see all uh, I like it. Toys and collectibles. Yeah, that, like, you're telling us the truth, Jason. You were back there playing with his toys. On no, the I like them. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a cool, um, so I have, is that like a Kiss comic or something back there? What is that? Is it Kiss. It's, it's a mask. It's oh, it's a Kiss. Oh, that's sick. How cool! From when I was a little kid. No way. Oh, oh man, wow, awesome. cool. And it, it has the the costume in it. In the box and everything. Like a ben, a ben Cooper or something like that? It's One of the original. Oh, my God. How cool. Is there a way I can just zoom on one person? If you click on speaker need... view, Dad, in the top right corner, it says view. You can change it from gallery to speaker or something. Yeah, so the, the costume is like, <sighs> check that out. Oh, my oh, God. Man. I remember wearing those. I had Chewbacca. <laughs> I still have yeah. the Chewbacca Ben Cooper. Yeah. Wow. C-3PO. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, and it's all fit in that little box. Yeah. Oh man, Brett, you you didn't get to wear costumes like that. No, nah, but Brett, when he grew up, he had all the action figures for Star Wars. But I will Sick. say, I will say, I still grew up when like the masks had that funky like. It wasn't a safe smell. Like I'm pretty sure no. it was. Like it's a weird rubbery plastic, and you shouldn't have been breathing yeah, it in. Yeah. No, these things were like vacuum formed with an elastic strap that was stapled on, and they had a little mouth hole. And man, you'd breathe in them. Oh, so gross! Oh, That's why man. you always saw the kids with them up on their heads because was, you wore them to like three houses. And, oh. oh my gosh! Well, um, let's just uh, let's start off this one with you know kind of what everyone's been uh, working on. Uh, what what you guys have on your benches? What's new? What's current? Any kind of news with new projects? Whatever it is, um, and I'll lead off with um, Jason. All right. Well, I have been working on my sci-fi dioramas. Yeah. Well, by the way, uh, I'm definitely jealous of your ability to like look at a coffee can and turn it into a tunnel, <laughs> turn it into a tunnel portal or whatever. You know, it's. It's impressive to see what you've made out of such ordinary, mundane items. Thanks. It It is so fun. Uh, the new section that I'm working on now, most of the stuff came from Home Depot. It's from the plumbing department and the electrical department. 
and to transform them and paint them so that they're unrecognizable is just, it's a thrill. And honestly, I've been getting so much um, inspiration from a show I've been watching recently called The Expanse. I don't know if any of you watch it, but oh, yeah. uh, it's a sci-fi show that is just incredible. So I've been getting a lot of inspiration from that. Um I just received some more O-scale track because I'm putting a train running through it and it's all G-scale equipment running on O-scale track. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And it's been such a, uh, such a how fun did, experience. How did you get that switch. engineered? I don't know. How do you engineer G-scale on O-scale track? <laughs> Well, you yeah, engineered that way. Yeah, you, you have narrow to. Gauge. Oh, okay. Narrow, yeah. narrow gauge. Yeah, narrow gauge. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's yeah. All right. I have a piece. We're, I'm train, we're, train, we're train challenged here. I I have a piece okay. I'm going to send you, Jason. <laughs> okay. That I built. It's like a uh, kit bashed kind of. It's about maybe five inches long. It's all sci-fi, but it's on HO track. For oh, it's like okay. ON thirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. It's it's on like a little uh, four wheel truck, and it's completely kit bashed. I love the thing. I'll, I'll send it to you. It'd be really cool. Cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. I I love going back and forth between HO scale and then the G scale because I just don't get burned out. If I start to get a little bit of tired on one, I just switch back to the other. So yeah, Todd knows about that. Definitely, uh, I'm starting yeah. to. Uh, with this thing, and I decided that I, I know I told talked Jason. I talked on the phone a little while ago, and I I told him. I so said, did we? Ah, no, I'm just. Kidding. I think once I do the uh, once I think the uh, the tank diorama's done, I'm gonna just stay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that for a while, and I'm just gonna do an HO <laughs> back to my HO buildings, which I am gonna do. But I'm probably gonna do another. I'm probably gonna do another military model. That I mean, building. Sure. That Foz, that Foz diorama building you're building is just sick. It's, it's a, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's really cool. It's yeah. fun to be able to do other scales. I mean, that's what I mean. Yes. you know, yeah. I've been doing that F scale uh, hotel and I hate it. And I've said that a million times, uh, but it's cool to be able to kind of do something like that. That's bigger and then jump back into 87th scale, you know, F scales 20th scale. Yeah. Uh, 20.3. Yeah. So it's yeah. huge. Wow. Right. And that thing's four feet wide. I mean, it's gigantic. But, but it, you know, it's it's the same thing that Jason's doing and kind of like what you're doing, Todd. Well, it, it brings your it's a because of the two different size contrasts. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when you go to do something HO, after you've been doing something big, and then you know, it with big, you're forced to have to do that detail. And you're forced to have to get that detail correct. Because yes. if you don't, it's too visible. Yep. It's very visible. So yep. you want to make sure. If you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to make it look realistic, it's tougher to do the bigger scale. Okay. But what's neat is when you go back to that smaller scale, you're like, wow, <laughs> this is really, this is really easy. Easy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going, it's yes. going fast. It looks awesome. Yeah. You pick up little techniques I'm finding I could do, I think, with either one. Yeah. You, know? and, you definitely uh, learn a lot going back and forth like that. So, yeah. Yep. What I'm guessing. And I, I think. Go, go ahead, I was just going to say the, the larger scales are all also probably more less forgiving with like to the eye. So they're a little bit more, yeah, they're a little sure. bit more like, yeah, not, they're not life size, but they're a little larger. You know, you, you, you can't slip up and, and, 
and fudge some areas like you can with smaller scales by just like, oh, well, I'll cover it with this or I'll move this around. It's, it becomes a little harder because your mistakes are bigger. Yeah. 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 That, that I know that, Todd, you probably figured out when you're, you know, you're weathering the tank and you were watching some videos or, or watching MIG videos or whatever. Uh, all of a sudden you get these ideas. Hey, I, I might not be able to do this technique exactly the same way yeah. in HO scale, but I can do some of that stuff. And when you go and try it, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. You know, right. it, it's just, it, there's certain little techniques and you've talked about that on a bunch of shows before that the military modelers use that, that the vast majority of railroaders, HO scale, M scale, whatever it is, never even know about. Nah. And then you learn them by doing, you know, a simple model or, you know, we got Wayman. I don't know if you guys have seen Wayman Humphrey's stuff that he's been doing on. Uh, he's been doing uh, what scale is that, Jason? He's been doing those cars, the trucks. Yeah, the model cars. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. what scale it is, but he he does H.O. scale stuff. Right. And he does kind of yep. like, like this yep. post apocalyptic stuff. But then he's doing he's doing an art show and he's doing these like kind of really weathered cars. And he's also used a bunch of ammo products and he started to find holy crap you know yeah. this this i can actually do this in my other scale now well it it's just, the same scale that brett did his truck oh in. his truck in yeah yeah, yeah what yeah. scale was that truck brett um I, it was just a revel kit so oh, um, whatever the standard yeah i can I look it up real quick. you know you see how much we know about plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it was do, 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 do. i'll find out bigger than what we're used to yes very much i think it might have yeah. been is it one? Are they one thirty-five? Yeah, it seems to me they're bigger than that. Yeah. Definitely bigger than one thirty-fifth. I mean, one thirty-fifth people are like that big, you know. Yeah, God, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there, there's been. It, it's really cool to be able to jump over to these other scales. I think it's really important that you kind of force yourself out of this box you're in uh, of, let's say, just HO scale craftsman kits. You force yourself to do something different, and then when you go back in, you totally have a different perspective. Yeah. And I think well, that, that I what's love, great about the sci-fi is that the sky's the limit. You, you you can make up stuff where yeah. HO scale you're kind of limited because it has to be somewhat realistic looking, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But with the sci-fi, you just make stuff up. Like yeah. recently, I was uh, using shoelaces for hoses right 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 and i didn't want to keep buying shoelaces because it was getting expensive so <laughs> i went to a fabric store and i found it's like shoelaces but they put it in hoodies it's the string you know that oh yeah it's for your so hoodies. it's a shoelace for a shirt <laughs> i i suppose <laughs> but a hood lace uh, i bought hood uh, lace yeah <laughs> I bought a a huge bag of it, so now I've got a a, a pretty Lots good supply. Yeah, you got, yeah. You got a lot of hose, Jason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Boy, that's an awful long hose. You got. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Jason, what size is that? What scale is that exactly? Uh, the modeling uh, part. One eighteenth scale. One eighteenth, oh, wow. I, I believe. It's okay. huge. It, yeah. It's big yeah. stuff. By the way, the, re the Revel amazing. kit is 124th. I had to look it up. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. You're right, 124th. Whoa. So Jason's stuff is even bigger than Brett's <laughs> truck in yeah. scale. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the figures are three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Three and three quarters tall. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's so. the standard kind of G.I. Joe. Uh, yep. 
what Star Wars Star Wars figure. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh. The smaller G.I. Joe's, not the big the now they do model, you know, it's cool is they do model the big G.I. Joe's, the older older size G.I. Joe's are like Barbie doll size. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um that's one six scale. And that's actually a really popular you guys were on the Sun Coast yeah. uh uh show last week, was it? Yep. And Dave Ravella collects yeah. those one six scale um dioramas and he does those and those are wow. freaking out of this world. He's amazing. Oh my God, Dave man. is Dave is another. <laughs> oh, man. There's a there's a few guys. Super nice guy. Oh my God, Dave's awesome. Yeah. There there's a few guys out there. Chuck Doan. I don't know if you know, know the name Chuck. Oh Doan. yeah. You don't Amazing. look him up on Facebook. Chuck Doan. Yep. Yeah, Dave Ravella. Um, John Addison. He's down there at Suncoast too. Yep, I know John. These guys are so good. It makes you want to cry as a model builder because it's yeah. like, <laughs> I, it's like watching you know Mick Jimenez do something. It's Wow. How, well, it's inspiring. But, it's oh my really God. inspiring. He it has inspires a, me. He has a, a Higgins boat, right? A landing craft. And I think it's it's one six scale. I think it's six yeah, feet. They were long. showing photos of yeah, that. Yeah, it was it's eight it's eight feet long. Eight feet long. It's like yeah. eight by four or four and a half feet wide. But yeah, every yeah. single thing is detailed and weathered. And I know he did a six scale tank or he was working on it as a Sherman. Like you're uh, like you're doing. I don't think it was an easy eight. It was one of the older ones, right. but it was six. This thing, I mean, they they make them remote controlled. The turrets run. Oh, my. then they weather them. Incredible. Oh, oh my god, you're photorealistic. These guys, but there's so much to be learned from these guys. Even mm-hmm. if we don't do stuff even close to what they do, right? Right. We get ideas of texture, color. Um, you know, Jason is an artist, you, you know, mm-hmm. that there's so much that you can take from looking at other people's oh, definitely. Uh, art. Uh, it's yep. amazing what you yeah. can learn from these bigger scales. Yeah. One of the things I realized with doing the diorama, with, well, especially the tank, let's go with the tank, is not so much the diorama, but on this, in, on what I'm going to talk about here, because it's a plastic tank, okay, and I was trying to weather it and make it look as, you know, it's my first time I ever did one of these. And I'm trying to do it to where I can draw it out and make it look realistic. Okay. And I'm watching all the YouTube channels. By the way, if you can't figure something out, <laughs> there's some amazing guys on YouTube that do military modeling. And they do, oh, they're, they're, it's just some insane stuff. You have to keep watching it over and over and over again. You know, stopping it, freezing it, moving it back just to see what they were doing. That's why their YouTube how- videos have so many views. Yeah. It's just guys yeah. going back and <laughs> watching it, watching over it 50 again. times. <laughs> and, but, you know, you can try a technique or see a neat technique, and then you'll see another guy who does something just as amazing. He does a completely different technique. Yep. yep. And so you try it and you fail. Okay. Cause I failed on that tank a couple times. Mm hmm. The neat thing, it's just like when we talk about model railroading stuff. If you if you mess up, no big deal. Yeah. Especially with a plastic tank. You could take all that crap off of there. Yep. And start over. Yeah. yeah. I did. I removed yep. paint and, and stuff and started over on, on a couple things. That's that's one thing I like about like using the acrylics. You do like an acrylic base and then you're doing uh-huh. like an enamel wash yeah. or an oil wash over top of it. You just take your thinner and just wash that stuff right off. Yeah. And you're back to your acrylics. And it doesn't hurt the acrylics at all. No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I just because 
you're mixing enamels and acrylics. Usually after I do either one, I'll spray it with a, um, yeah. a doll coat or doll something coat. like that. Yeah. Sure. Um, because not real heavy, just a very fine mist and, and just let it sit for about five minutes before I start the next one. Because when, I, if I do go to take it off and I won't put that on until I'm dead sure that that layer I put on is how I want that, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're working with it, you can try the different the different techniques. I got different results, and uh, some things I didn't do well with. It, you know, it's going to take practice for you to do those things. Oh, sure, you got to practice yeah. on it. It's and, fun to experiment. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's that's how a lot of these techniques came, you know, came to be. Yeah, it's not that there was always some kind of like rule written down on you know this is how it has to be. A lot of this stuff, believe it or not, and you know, I hate to say this constantly but Mig Jimenez was experimenting with stuff and he tried different techniques and there were guys you know Verlinden and all those guys that came before him um, and they all kind of added their own thing but some of these funky things like the hairspray technique for chipping paint it was just people saying hey maybe if I use this may you know and that's what I used to do with model railroading all the time I would just I kind of invent stuff. Half the times it wouldn't work, but every once in a while I'd come up with something. I go, yep. yeah, yeah, that's a yep. cool technique. The diorama, on the other chance, on the other hand, the Foskill diorama, it has it's a little less forgiving because I'm working with hydrocal. Yeah, and you know you have you know, you're putting your you're putting your your base coat on, and you got to make sure that that's that that's it because it soaks into that plaster. Mm-hmm. And once you've I, done it, you've done. I it. love that look, though, and I think that's what when paints soak into that plaster, it just makes it look like real, either real rock, real yeah. cement. Um, and you it's just scary. Can't that it is scary <laughs> with that because you're doing it, and you're like, "Oh, what if I, what if I booger this up? Yeah, how am I going to get it out? Okay, and then how if I put another color on?" And it soaks that in. What tone am I going to get out of that? <laughs> so then you got to, you know, so, so when I'm doing it, each step I was doing it with the, with the plaster, I was like, oh man, <laughs> I make sure it's absolutely perfect. So on the backside of that wall, I was doing stuff on the backside of the wall with sure. layers just to make sure. sure. But yep. now you I've using done paints? the backside of the wall. Huh? Have you, were you using paints? Primarily, were you using pigments? What were you using to color it? Um, I use paints, different types of acrylics, acrylics, and and uh, and, and um, um, oils. Um, no, no. Um, shoot. Um, well, you just said it a little bit. Uh, pigments? pigments. Pigments. No, 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 no. The paint type. Enamels. Enamels. Okay. Cool. So I, I did both enamels and and uh, I have it here. I've been working on the back side of the wall on this. Let's see if I can bring it in. And I got the <laughs> wallpaper on. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You shared cool. the photos I had it peeling. I put that on the wall. I did the whole way on the lower level. And it looks, it's going to look better in the light. Now, this is the, real wood mm-hmm. over here. And I it's where the the seal, the, the floors are going to fall Horse? down through. Yeah. And um, they're... I mean, that I, reminds me of... We're collapsing. This is made to be seen from the front side. Okay. But I'm, I know I'm going to drop this damn thing. It's going to snap right in the show. Everybody's going to be <laughs> laughing at me. But 
um, I put like I took wood and I put it on for the support of the of the floors that is all busted ass now, and then it's gonna go crashing down. This one's gonna go this way, and this one's gonna go this way, and um, cool, and we'll have it collapsed on on both sides. And so that's that's kind of cool. I wanted to. I'm kind of modeling this so I can you can turn the whole base and see it. 360 around. around yeah yeah nice well it, you know it's fun you know, i'm having a good time with it the one and that's a that's a fuzz yes yeah. yep the one yeah. cool- and it's super detailed uh james it's 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 like i've seen a lot of castings i've seen a lot of hos skill castings and castings that he's done i've never seen quite the detail that i'm seeing on this on this one and he has three of those yeah yeah I have a funny feeling I'm going to end up with another one or two of those. <laughs> cool. <laughs> the one awesome thing about that diorama that my dad's doing is it reminds me of, um, I'm sure you guys have seen the movies like Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. And yeah. When, when they're going through those Eastern European towns and you see that wallpaper of those bombed mm-hmm. out buildings, yeah. that's exactly yep. what, like, my brain. Fury. That movie Fury. 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 Right? Any of those, Fury's any, awesome. Any of those movies, Band of Brothers series, whenever, whatever, any mm-hmm. of them, when, when, it's like those rainy, gloomy, gray scenes yeah. you see, and then like you see that that ugly old like uh, floral wallpapers on those bombed out European and French buildings and stuff. It yeah. like that's it. That's it. You you. I think you've encapsulated the look, and even with that little teaser that my dad shared on Facebook, uh, he's captured that look of that like that scene. You know, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to photograph I mean, it outside on a cloudy day, guess, Dad. Well, what I did was I just looked at, I went and Google image searched peeling old antique peeling <laughs> wallpaper, right, or stuff like that. And you just look at the images and you get these. You start looking at it, you, you know, you'll see different ways it appeals and how it's stained. I stained it in spots, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just used uh, for stains. I I used. Um, the slimy green at the very base, okay, and up maybe a you know, foot or so, and then uh, some. Um, I guess it was uh, just one one of the MOMIG uh, washes, the dark wash. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a dark wash, and yep. that's it. I mean, in different spots, and you just and you thin it out a little bit with some some uh, mineral spirits, and because uh, wow. you don't want to over you don't want to overpower the wallpaper. Whatever you did. You did it well, so I mean, like you didn't do it. You didn't. It looks it. awesome. Well, thanks. Did, yeah, he, it does. It does. And I, the, uh, the good thing I is- have a a, a um, HO scale building that's an old DPM kit, and it was the very first building I ever built for my old railroad back in Ohio, and it's called Sophie's Barn Grill, and it's got all these little uh, like posters for a concert on the front, and they're all peeling off, but on the side of the building. It's got that going on where there used to be a building attached and it was a fire or something and the building was torn down, but you still see the little joists coming out of the side of the building. Oh, yeah. Halfway down, there's like a little chair rail or wainscoting. And above that, there's this old peeling wallpaper still on the building. (laughs) You know, it's exactly the same thing. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And it was so easy. It was easy because I just printed wallpaper. I went and looked up European wallpaper, same deal, on Google Image Search, Mm -hmm. and then printed. I I, I copied the picture, went to my program, shrink it down a little bit or size it to where I wanted, ran it off my printer on regular inkjet printer, Mm -hmm. and uh, cut it. 
and just cut it and I just kind of ripped it in little shreddy pieces and just kind of stuck it in different places on the wall with some white glue. It was simple. Did yeah. you guys ever have you ever seen? Um, I'm sure you have in smaller town, even in big cities, just where kind of like what James was saying, where you would have a building, an old brick building, where you would see not just the joists, but like that that age the age of the brick, like the weathering on the brick is different oh, because yeah. there was a building different, beside yeah. it. Or even if yep. there's like plaster still stuck on the wall from where that, that building mm-hmm. got together, I don't think you see that done very much in what we a lot, do. A lot you would see is where maybe with the roof attached yeah, and they would take tar and go from the little building to the bigger building and it would tar up on the roof. Yep. And then when that building's destroyed or torn down or whatever, you'd still see a little flange of that that rubber coming out or that that tar coming out where that roof used to be. Definitely. And then the maybe the rip, the brick color is a little bit different color, maybe a little bit cleaner underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really cool detail and it tells a story because immediately you're thinking something used to be there. What what was what Yeah, was what there? what did that building look yeah. like? What was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And and I don't I mean, I that's something I think I want to try on some of our We have a couple brick buildings here. It'd be it they're existing buildings. We don't even have to do anything with them. We could just easily leave a little gap between buildings, like there'd be a vacant lot, and just add that detail. Wouldn't yeah. even you're you're basically without creating a structure, you're almost making like a ghost structure. Oh, where, I did that on the one hotel, Brett. Yeah, no, no, on you did. You put plaster on it, but what I'm talking about is where you can see the roof line, like the mm. old, where the brick mm. the brick was preserved for 80 years because. You know, there was a structure right beside it, butt up against each other. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. modern day, they tore it down or it caught on fire. There was a disaster, whatever, they had to tear it down. And now you have, like, almost brand new brick exposed up to a certain point. And then above it is the old weathered brick. I think Dave Kruiswick has pictures on his Facebook page of real real life examples of that. That is such a cool He went through Illinois and Iowa and he took a bunch of pictures of that. So that that is yeah. such a neat thing to do. That's so realistic because if you drive through any small t- town, Amer- any small town USA, you find that every yeah. every single yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, in in whether it's a newer area like California or it's you know Pennsylvania, Ohio, Connecticut, whatever, you see that. I mean, I know in Fresno, even though the town's less, you know, it's a hundred and hundred and some years old, not yeah. that very old, not that old. You see that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just a byproduct. It's a byproduct of development and growth of a city, or you know, destruction of old buildings. And I never really think about putting it into our our layout or our dioramas. Hey, hey James, is that Vegas behind you? <laughs> Vegas, baby, Vegas. Yeah, it is. That's, I'm looking at the buildings behind you. That, like, that, that's that's. Let's see, the Palazzo, the Wynn, Encore. <laughs> Yeah, I'm of course still here, and that's that's a real picture. I mean, that's that's the curtain. Yeah, he's not using the that's light. Cool. When we first yeah. started the Zoom call, I said, and and that's not a virtual background. Like, no, that's, no, that's so cool. The wind <laughs> sign is broken is though. Is that a pipe? This one side of your right to what would be your left side of your head? There's a big tall gold building. It looks like, and but at, at first I thought it was a pipe organ. I said, what the hell is be? Is that a pipe organ next to his head? I say, does he have a pipe organ in his living room? Because you know, we're looking at it in a box. No, that's thing, a palazzo. You know? Wow, that's so no. cool. So now, <laughs> now, what are you working on yourself, James? Um, you know, I got, I got two things I want to say. I want to talk about what I'm working on really quickly. I do have a rant too. 
Oh, yes. We love yeah, a good I, I, I rant. We rant. love rant. I yeah. might even join you in when you rant with you. I love rant. I think you I will. agree. We're going to go to Rant Town. Oh, Rant Town. We're not in Vegas anymore, <laughs> baby. We're in Rant Town. Yeah. Uh, Ranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton and it's right next to Ranton and Scranton, Scranton is uh, Scranton, right next to Ranton. Scranton yeah. and Ranton. Uh, yeah, I'm working on the uh, Foz Scale Atlas Gorge project. That's a project. Um, yeah, I started. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I bought that because of the carpentry shop, actually. I yeah. loved that carpentry shop because of all the different shapes and it was turning along the gorge. I thought that was fantastic. So I was like, I really want this. And then I'm kind of going to do what Jason did where he's kind of putting that, uh, uh, the big, the the Varga building kind of up on a hill. I'm going to do the same thing uh, yeah. on my layout. So yeah, I, um, but I'm building the carpentry shop right now. It's going to be called the Lynn McCurdy carpentry shop. Oh. So naming that one after Lynn. Nice. Uh, I just did one for Daryl Huffman and, uh, um, and, uh, so I, I, I guess I'm going to be naming my buildings now. So Jason's got a building. I don't have a Wiley's building yet, but I'll have one. <laughs> There's I'll a million one. of them out there. <laughs> I know. Um, you guys got how many bars now? Yeah, no kidding. You. Where's Brett at? <laughs> uh, I he disappeared. I'm here. He wow. got, he, he came to Vegas. He left. He's on his way. Are you still there, Brett? Yeah, I'm here. I'm on an airplane. My okay. I just want to make sure that you're still there. He's we're flying. Recording. He's flying. But, uh, uh yes, I'm I, I'm working on this Foz kit. It's the first big Foz kit I've ever done. Uh, mm-hmm. And guys, I want to tell you something about what we call craftsman kits. And this isn't my rant, but I'm I'm going to say this. We call these craftsman kits, but they've been putting so much work into these kits and developing them and making sure that they're cut properly. And it, it, it is so crazy compared to what I was building 20 years ago to what I'm building now. It's not even a craftsman kit. It's like shake the box and it's done. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to do. I, I love it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they make it so easy for you. It's like a snap tight kit, but it's, it's wood. I mean, he puts so many laser cut details into this. Uh, it's things. so well done. It's so yeah. well done. It's beautiful. I, beautiful I think kit. It's, it's good and bad at the same time. Now, well, it's really good for people who are apprehensive about doing craftsman oh, kits. No doubt, it, I would, I would it, never hesitate has, hesitate to let somebody a, a modern a modern day well built craftsman or well manufactured craftsman kit. If anyone has any kind of skill doing any other kits, I nowadays would you know not be apprehensive to tell them to try a, oh. one of these kits. Oh um, my god! And I'm sure yeah. everyone on this call would agree. Yeah. You you built yeah. something like the old like the FSM rock bunker or something like or that. Or a Campbell's <laughs> kit. It's, or, yeah, Campbell's <laughs> kit. Like I mean, FSM kits, you gotta remember they were board by board. Yeah, he I was mean, well, Doug makes it possible for anyone to come pretty darn close to making it look like the picture oh, on yeah. the box. Yeah. yeah. And you know yeah. what? I will say there's a couple newcomers on the block um that are also doing really well, like the uh, mind mount models we had him yeah, the other week. Yeah. He yep. he's doing Ron's doing a tremendous job with his instructions and with his kits. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not just it's a couple there's a couple big uh, know, Jeff Grove kits Jeff's are doing the same way. Yeah. But, I mean you're, guys you're, you're, are you're doing, getting it, you can put it together and you'll got it. You got wow, that's amazing. These guys know? are doing such a good job of uh of la- and obviously the precision of laser cutting now is insane. Mm-hmm. But they're doing such a good job of also the kit design itself that when you get them, it's almost like 
uh, you know, especially once you've done a bunch of them, it's like it becomes second nature. You can almost know exactly what the next step is before you get there. You you can. I mean, you know, it's so good for the hobby. It really is. Yeah. That you could sit down and have such a good looking construction or building or whatever. And it's it's very highly, highly detailed. Yeah. Lots of different materials, lots of different textures. But it's not impossible to build. It's right. not going to take you months and months if you sit down and actually put some effort. Well, and into the it. other nice, and thing. it can take you months and months. <laughs> That's sure. what I was going to choose to make it take it. <laughs> if you want to take it to another level, oh yeah, it makes yeah. it easier to do so. The one sure. and the well, one I think the one thing I'll, and I'll add this will be my last two cents to this conversation. The one really cool thing about it is. For the beginner, they can do it right out of the box and get it done, have a really kick-ass build. And then for someone, you know, who wants to be different and like most of us on the call have done with these kits is uh, you you can take months to do it and you can add a lot of extra character to it and make it difficult for yourself. So you know, maybe the maybe the assembly is more easy now, but then you can challenge yourself with the other stuff and not worry about wasting so much time with the assembly. I, I always that. make it a challenge now. Right. Like, what can I do yep. to make it look totally different? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Jason That's the says to me, for me. I Jason a, says to me, what are you doing? Are, how are you changing it? Are you making it different? <laughs> I'll tell you what. The, the one You're not thing, building it like it's supposed to be built, right? Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that, um, you know, and I, I built the, the terminal kit pretty much the way it was supposed to be built. But what I did was instead of building the the structure of it's the same but but i changed it so rather than being on a flat plane i built it on the side of a hill Hill. which provided way more challenges for me because i had to now expose parts of the build that weren't typically meant to be exposed i had to add walls that weren't there before Mm -hmm. um now i believe you put a light oh yeah i under i I underlit the the actual bus terminal so that way we got uh actually listener of the show um graciously sent us two little uh of the small buses um what were those buses dad they, they were... were the buses from um jordan yes no. oh no 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 no, no, no. Oh, the buses those were from uh, sylvan sylvan they were the sylvan it. buses i have one right here sylvan. hang on yeah yeah yes. oh man i but I no thought... uh dan raymond gave me a jordan bus to put they on were there. these they were these the uh the arrow coaches oh okay. yeah Okay, yeah, nice. But he, uh, we were one of the listeners of the show was like, Hey, I got them. I'm not going to use them. And I, I love what you're doing with the terminal. So, like, put them on the terminal. So, um, we, I, I threw them underneath there. And now that's underlit, um, with some really, you know, dim lighting. But what's cool is because it's on the hill, you don't get all that light underneath the terminal. So, the, I put a whole bunch of extra details underneath it. Uh, to make it look like an active bus terminal. Oh, that's um, cool. But, but besides that, the one thing that is cool, like, you know, back to what you guys were both saying is, you know, now we can look at these kits and figure out, you know, how can I make it challenging for myself? Uh, we were talking about the Kit of the Month Club stuff before we started recording this call. And uh, we just got the new Kit of the Month Club in the mail. Jason and I both did. My dad, we kind of split them. But, uh, Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, they, dude, those <laughs> those Kid of the Month Club kits are awesome. And the newest one has some stuff that has not been seen yet with some of these um, That's kits. That's right. The kits of the month. So I'm hoping that yeah. what he's testing in this, he'll roll out for some of his bigger kits. But what I wanted to get at is I have like 
four or five of these buildings here now from the kid of the month club that I I haven't used yet. My some of them I'll give to my dad because we'll we'll split them. Dude, I got a, I got a shelf full of them up here. I know we <laughs> we haven't been able to build them fast enough. That's the problem. I got, I but, got a whole shelf full of kits up behind me. It's unreal. What I was thinking, Jason, and I'm sure you and and James, you're you're part of the kid of the month club too, right? Yeah, yeah. So now that I have like two or three buildings that are, you know, comparable like garages and stuff like that, I'm thinking. How can I mash all three kids in a month clubs together that have a oh, shelf yeah. and yep. have a kit bash that like no one will ever be able to make again because that's it, right. you know? Yep. And no one will ever have that exact kit bash either because once you build it, yeah. it's over. And yeah. uh, so now I'm looking at them like, how can I throw all three of those together and make something really weird? Yeah. Heck yeah. That's exactly what I would do. I mean, that's, yep. that's like I say, that's, that's something where, uh, you know, Jason asked me, are you building it like it's supposed to be built or are you, you doing something different with it? That's what I'm doing with that carpentry shop. Yeah. You know, it's but one side supposed to be coming off a cliff. Well, I'm just going to turn it around and put the cliff on the other side because I really like that front side. Yeah. And I want that kind of like, I'm thinking of like Pittsburgh, you know, you go to Pittsburgh and all the buildings are built on the side. And if you go along the backsides of some of these buildings, they're kind of out cantilevered over the hill. Yeah. And they're on like stilts and, yeah. you know, it doesn't look safe. It's them. not safe. I don't think it's safe. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to this one concert club in Pittsburgh. It's called the Electric Banana. It was actually <laughs> called the Electric it was an old punk rock club and that thing was built out with so many levels out on stilts on the side of a hill you go to the back of it like how in the heck is that holding up 300 people you know it's just but that's what pittsburgh's got some good clubs oh my god pittsburgh's a great place yeah pittsburgh Pittsburgh has some cool architecture as well just in general not not just this hillside stuff but like there's some old cool like oh yeah old cool architecture in pittsburgh yeah crappy hockey team yeah, right. Depends, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but th- there are some things about Pittsburgh that, that, you know, just because of that steel history and the terrain that everything was built on, yeah. Yeah. the grittiness, the griminess. Well, you go up on Mount Washington in the back, and there's still all the streets are still brick. Yeah. You know, and, and James, half of them have, are grown over, but people still live there. Have you been yeah. out to like. Uh, and you got all that Frank Lloyd Wright stuff out there, too? Uh, God. And yeah. I love Frank Lloyd Wright. I mean, yeah, far yeah. away favorite architect. I just love this stuff. Yeah. So, so, now, so now let's uh let's give Jason a chance to talk <laughs> since he's been sitting there by himself. It's like, wait, Kai, I, what <laughs> what is new on well, your? We, we're going to talk about the two of you guys. Well, he did and just talk been talking about, about his, our crap. He told him so. He told us about a sci-fi layout, huh? He did tell us about a sci-fi, you know, a little bit. Let's hear more about it. But yeah. well, in addition to that, what what do you uh have you opened we'll up the uh the new um one time off kit, the new uh oh man, oh. I am going to I'm going to bl- my mind just slipped. <laughs> the new Foscale kit. The uh Atlas, the Atlas, Atlas Gorge. Gorge, Atlas Gorge. Ah, well, built the whole thing already. Uh, it's been on the layout for two mine's years. Up here behi- mine's up here behind me on the table. Is in a box. Well, I built the large one already. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But what are and your plans so, with that? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's going to be so <laughs> exciting. That's a um, giant I, chunk of real estate, man. It really is. Yeah. And so uh, next for me, we'll be doing rocks and roads and and the roads will all be done using um james's rollers oh nice my god no yeah really 
<laughs> Good so, luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so wrestling with that, figuring that one out. Uh, that's all right. I've got so many buildings already built. So now they're all in place and I'm ready to start doing scenery. So do all the rocks and having stuff hanging off of cliffs and having stuff sort of, you know, on stilts. Well, we just mentioned about stuff looking, you know, not, not safe. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Malcolm Furlow was amazing at that. Oh my, my God. Everything. My hero. His bridges were just so spindly and like, you just thought the train was just going to crash every time. It went <laughs> over it's like it. PA arc. It's like the PA bridges, dad. Every yeah. bridge in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I guess uh, what's next for me is uh, I really want to get into doing scenery, take a little break from the structures and get into scenery work where I'm doing rocks, yeah. making trees. Uh, so, uh, so as far as videos coming up on my YouTube channel, there will be how to make trees, <laughs> how to <laughs> do rock molds, how to, paint them um stuff like that so uh i think cool. it'll be a nice break from structures. all the structures that yeah. i've been building definitely so. we need to work on our our trees and such we need to really start well right them. now i have a tree um laying in the harbor uh full, full tree <laughs> <laughs> uh no well, I, and i got all my clouds painted so i'm those those are those are awesome by the way beautiful <laughs> absolutely you. beautiful Thanks. Yeah. Speaking of, did you see Wayman? He, I was yes, talking about Wayman earlier. All right. So Wayman is out of Atlanta. So if you guys don't know, Wayman Humphrey, you got to look him up. Yeah, I have okay. him written down here to check out. He's a he's a tattoo artist, right? Yep. And he awesome. is an unbelievable tattoo artist. He's got like yeah. one hundred and seventy thousand followers on Instagram. Oh, like one hundred and seventy thousand, right? <laughs> but he's also a model railroader. Oh, yeah. And, and he's doing these models. So his his take on model railroading is really cool. It's post-apocalyptic. It's different yep. than anything you've ever seen. Very right? original. Very original. He's, so he's got a hold of, of, of Jason. He's a big fan of Jason's. We're big fans of his. Um, he's tried some of our techniques that we've showed him. But uh, he just did a cloud, uh, like kind of a dark gray, like stormy looking yeah, cloud. Yeah. Yeah. And But he obviously watched Jason's techniques because he, he's got his own artistic uh, take on it. And oh my God, it's beautiful. It's Just, awesome. You guys got to follow him. His name I'm is looking Wayne him up right now. He's awesome. He's on yeah. Facebook. It's uh, Wayne White? Wayman, W A Y M A N, Humphrey. And uh, you got to look him up. He's a really, really creative dude. And, yep, and I think you really guys is. will enjoy he, his, his take on model railroading, his take on model building. It's artistic. And I think you'll really enjoy it. He's a, he's well, a like I said, dude. it's original, it's refreshing to see yes. that. Yeah, oh, and he's doing someone and he's doing other scale creative. models. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How am I gonna write that down? Well, <laughs> you take my work page behind me is got trashed all over from this. I'll, I'll text you. I'll text you. Wayman Humphreys. Well, Wayman, yeah, Humphrey. Go. Take, got go. a, his tattoos got a, are incredible. Oh my god, his tattoos. I mean, they're so crisp. Graphicness of his tattoos. That's why he's got my followers. Dude's amazing. Oh my right? gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm on so his Instagram good. right now. He does like a lot of <laughs> cool. uh, 
He just started putting some of his model stuff on Instagram. Yeah, I see that. Yep. The, the Mad Penciler is his, yep. his Instagram, right? Right, Jason? The you going to get one of his tats, Brett? I'm not driving. How I much mean, is his tat? It's probably like probably a fortune to, to yeah, get a no, tat from him. If you're ever in Atlanta, he's a... Uh, well, I got know, some stimulus. Awesome I got tat. some stimulus money coming my way, so maybe I'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. My, wife would, my wife would kill me. All right. But right. you know, but his model work that he has sprinkled in between his tattoo pictures is awesome. Yeah, he's yep. pre- he's putting them in a in a traveling art show, I guess. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, so he's doing all this weathering, and he's starting to use ammo products, and and uh, it's it's really starting to show. He's doing a really really good job. I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, he's doing um, other re- other stuff other than the model rubbering. He's got you know yeah, just yeah. vehicle. Well, I models. got asked recently to do a to do a a miniature show also. Nice. Um, not necessarily model railroading stuff, but like it's an, in an art gallery. Um, cool. Taking the stuff. And yeah, I didn't get to talk to you about that, Jason, but, you know, taking the stuff and actually taking uh, it'll probably mostly be some of my buildings from HO scale stuff. Uh, but uh, actually showing it is an art show because, you know, that's one thing that, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, model railroading uh, or not much structure building is, is, is actually p- because of all this COVID junk is been really popular but another thing you're seeing a lot on pinterest and things like that and i know todd you're always on pinterest um <laughs> so <laughs> hacks his wife account and gets on pinterest yeah but, we uh, all know that i have my own account it is a wealth of everything oh, you could possibly want but yep. What's become really popular is that a lot of these diorama builders are building like city scenes, a lot of Asian like street scenes and things like that. And uh, the people that just do a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Just a wall section. Incredible. Like with gra- graffiti or trash yeah. cans or uh, it, it actually Wayman is selling trash cans now for people to paint up. It's pretty cool. Like 3D oh, printed wow. trash cans. But um, yeah, so it's become so popular and it's it's really starting to trend this whole miniature kind of realistic and it fits right in with yeah. the model rail- railroading yep. we do um it's really really cool I'm, I'm so excited about what's happening with 3d printing in the hobby i mean look brett is now a 3d printing master you want right? to see something funny <laughs> yes. you guys hang on i'll show you something awesome let me let me uh let me get this pulled up i'm gonna share my okay. screen i'm gonna show you my new i showed my dad last week but I didn't print it yet. I, I haven't. Okay. I haven't printed it. It's been a little too cold. Um, oh yeah, it's too cold in your uh, basement. You got to keep it warmer on that printer. I know. You don't uh, want that printer to get. Here's cold. my here's my next 3D print. Can you guys see this? Um, no, no not yet. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> a gnome with a middle finger in here. Oh, what just happened yes. to him? My my buddy. There oh, he's hiding. I have a buddy that owns a toy company, <laughs> and he does one of a unicorn like that. And it's called the the unicorn. <laughs> it's like it's 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 not spelled that way. No, but yeah. it's just a unicorn, and his head is a middle finger popping up. Yeah, uh, awesome. Cool. There we well, go. That's gonna turn it into a lawn one. Why don't so, you put this out in the yard? I'm gonna print him in two pieces, and he'll be about uh, 11 inches high, and um, uh, and that's cool. And he will be the the middle finger yard gnome. Yes, the middle so, finger yard gnome. That's I'm, very cool. I'm gonna print I him. Like, in, I'm gonna print him in two parts and then uh, um, <laughs> assemble him later and paint him. Mm-hmm. So really I'll stop very, sharing. Very cool. That, that's my next. Uh, my next print. Yeah, that's very very cool. 
But um, I will say my 3D printing slowed down a little bit since the temperatures know, were in the teens. Because it got so cold. Yeah, um, the, I guess guys build like heat boxes and stuff around them using. Like, you know, uh, I I thought about doing something in, down here to make it a little bit warmer, but um, you know, I told you I don't. My dad knows too, and I told you guys earlier. You know, I want to be moving here soon, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to invest any money in my current shop right. extra that i'm just gonna have to tear down anyways i can't wait to see the layout room and the other thing <laughs> is well that's part of the problem pro- pro- that, that's part of the problem and the process of finding a new home is i got to agree yeah. with my wife on which rooms and which areas of the house i can build a workshop in oh, but that's cool but the other thing is um you know she doesn't let me take the printer upstairs because it smells awful smells right. so uh right. you know i gotta i gotta turn the uh the basement heater on like an hour or two before I want to even print something and, and, and warm the printer up. But, uh, you know, my 3d printing slowed down a little bit here as it, the temperatures averaged about uh, 15 degrees here the last month. It's going to be 70 degrees. It's starting to, it's far, it's <laughs> finally starting to warm up a little bit and, uh, we're breaking out of winter. So, uh, I'll be printing again down here. Yeah. Can, can I, you know, I had this rant that I want to, yeah, I was going to I want to hear the rant. All right. So this has been going on forever, okay? Back from John Allen all the way up through today, right? And probably before John Allen, you know. I saw Please don't say nail holes. No, I'm not going to talk about nail holes. Nail holes, (laughs) they're cool. I mean, we've exhausted that I'll say one thing about nail holes. Oh, gosh. No, no, this is a good thing. (laughs) He posted a picture from Shorpy the other day, and there's this house from the 1930s. And I completely agree with them. And you could see every damn nail in that wall and all the heads are rusted. Now, whether or not you could see holes, I don't know, but you could see all the nails and they're all rusted and they made streaks and there it was proof cool. positive. So don't tell me you can't see. <laughs> I see them, I see them yeah. on old buildings. Absolutely. You see it all yeah. the time on old buildings. Yep. And yep. Some, there's some, and then sometimes you don't see them anyway. It's kind of similar to the rant. Okay. On Facebook, post a picture. You know, and people love it, right? Okay, that's great. You know, well, maybe people hate it too, and I guess some did. But their their guy posts, and he says, "I know you guys have heard this before, but it just really I've been thinking about it all week." The guy <laughs> says, "Whatever happened to buildings that people were proud of, and they were kept up, and they were clean? Oh yeah, and, and they weren't all run down. Why do you guys have to make everything so run down?" And yep. I want to take those people and throttle them. <laughs> I think all three of us. I hear that too. Way. It drives me nuts. You know what? This is my thing that I'm making. This is my creation. Yeah. I get it. Listen, there are modelers out there that build awesome, clean buildings. Like Howard Zane. If you guys know Howard Zane, right? Yep. Yep. And his yeah. stuff. And he is, he builds these structures out of plastruct and styrene that are gorgeous and they're mm-hmm. they're slightly weathered right but yep. they're brand new and they are i love looking at the stuff you guys gorgeous uh, work you guys know uh dazzy j right yeah, from, yeah. Uh, for, right yep. from he does european modeling and it's super clean and crisp and i absolutely love it yeah it is so well done i can appreciate that stuff like you wouldn't believe i love well done clean stuff okay right. i love weathering more and the reason is i agree is because it tells a story it gives things character it's somewhat you know what it could be hard to achieve it could be easy to achieve but whatever it gives for me 
I can make stuff kind of messy and then paint a little weathering on it. Boom. It looks good. Right. So I'm, (laughs) I'm lazy and that's why I do it. But let me tell you, I, there's something to be said about the creativity in weathering up structures, scenes, scenery, whatever, because there's a story. Yeah. There's a story to whatever happened. And you got four weathering guys here on this show. We all love the weather. I'm going to add to what James just said. (laughs) I'm going to add to what James just said, and I want to hear what Jason has to think about this too. Mm -hmm. So my major problem is, and this is like almost like a – uh, an anonymous meeting, weathering anonymous right now. <laughs> Hi guys, my name right. is Brett. Uh, uh, but okay, so, I'm Jamie. <laughs> so, so here's my thing with this: is when I'm on my workbench right here, right where we're recording, and I'm building a structure, I'm not thinking about all those other structures that are over here, you know, off the side. I'm working on this one, and I want this one to look crusty and just. I want it to have a story. I just got done with that gas station diorama. Um, I want to put a couple people on it, but other than that, it's it's pretty much wrapped up. But uh, in a, other than that, you know, when I'm doing a build, I don't think about how much I just weathered all those other buildings I have on my layout. I'm thinking about what I want to do with this new one. It's fresh. I want to do like a, something really cool here, and and then I put it on the layout and I go, oh, well, that's just as heavily weathered as all the other ones I've done. <laughs> And then my whole town's really, you know, you know, disheveled looking. But when I'm building that one right now and, and in the moment on my bench, you know, I'm I'm so into the telling like you said, telling the story of, you know, oh, well, there's a vent, a roof vent, and it got a little rusty, and then the rust streaked down the side of this. And then, you know, maybe this is a high traffic area for foot traffic on this loading dock. So that loading dock's gonna look all, you know, it's gonna have dirt pounded into the wood and it's gonna look all, you know, disheveled. Right. Um, and then when I put on the layout, my whole city ends up. My dad and I have a whole city of disheveled buildings, and I'm sure Jason. I don't know. And if, we don't care. And I'm but, sure, but you like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what and I'm we're sure doing. Jason, it's your thing. I, I'm Jason, and I'm addicted to rust. <laughs> but, but, I, but I'd be interested to hear your point of view to it too. Like when Jason's working on a building, and James is working on a building, I'm sure it's the same way. Like you get so into that build. That you're like, well, this is the story of that building. But then you realize, oh, well, I did that on all the other ones. The whole city's rusty. Everything's rusty. It, it, Jason, what, what's your what's your take on it? I mean, I know what it is, but, you know. I, <laughs> More rust. It's, it's exciting for me. Yeah. So, of course, it, I'm the one building it. It's my hobby. I want to have the most fun doing it that I possibly can. So... Uh, that's the way I want to do it. Do you often, like I said, get stuck in that build at that time? And then you're like, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to create a story. And then you realize, well, it's rusty too. (laughs) Well, I always find myself, uh, it's probably to your point, all of my stuff sort of looks the same. And I'm always trying to achieve making it look even worse. (laughs) How can I make it look totally abandoned and like practically falling apart so um now jason i want to touch on what you just said actually um i find that and i'm sure james feels the same way i know my dad and i do because we've had some phone calls about this on our own is oftentimes when you look at other guys work immediately you can say like almost before you even see who posted it you're like oh 
That's so and so's work. Uh, that's so and so's work. That, you know, that's J- that's Jason's work. That's James's work. Yeah, I don't have to see your names on Facebook. I'll know when I see but you. It's, photo. it's kind of cool, like Jason said, where you know you just you do your thing, and then it all starts to look the same after a while. And even though Jason building the building, yours might look different because you did a different color or whatever. You notice that you do the same thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's hard to break that. But, it's, but here's the thing. But it's it's That's your signature. Style. It's that's it's, Jason's style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you I'm trying. I, has I push myself. I mean, James of all of us probably does the heaviest weathering. <laughs> no, I no, love it. No. I absolutely yeah. love it. But I push myself to try to go in that direction. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I I just find it interesting that everyone has their own little subtle signatures on the way they build. Not intentionally. It's just the way it happens. It's the way your brain makes things that, you know, after a while you look at even what's cool with I'm looking at my dad and I's layout on the other side of this laptop, building the building, you can see like, okay, who did what building just based on our style. And and it's it's like that when you guys post stuff too and when you build, I'm sure. Well, I think by doing a larger scale, oh yeah, you really learn so much that you then can go back and apply to HO scale or whatever scale you're working in. So, um, you know, I, it's great for, for me when I, when I'm making something or at least what I'm doing right now is I guess I'm making this, I don't really want to call it a railroad. It's a big diorama, yeah, right? Just yeah, like you guys yeah. say with your stuff. I, I do, I do enjoy movement and trains and all that. And, and that's where I started in this hobby. Right. But, um, for me, I really like, I, I kind of see where I'm going with. It. I kind of know, like you were talking about, Brett. You you weather something, and then and then you're going, oh, the rest of it's weathered. I kind of have a picture of like what I want the the basic blocking, the yeah. shapes of what that railroad's going to look like before, uh, you know, before I haven't even built my layout, but I I have the buildings, and I kind of have an idea of what it's going to look like. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that that it, first of all, it's 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 our hobby. We can do whatever the heck we want to do right. with it. We like it. You know, guys say, well, whatever happened to, you know, something clean. That's great. You know, and maybe there will be some clean yeah. stuff. I just enjoy weathering. I always have. I yeah. just like, you know, that's just what it is. That's how I do things. I mean, you should uh, model the way that you, you want to like. model. Yeah. I, yeah. You exactly. can't let those people influence you and in how right. you're, you're doing exactly. things. You are, you are an artist who does your style and it's amazing. Like, that one time you built that one corner street where it had to, you took the different buildings that were, I don't know. If they were DPM kits. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, you were asking for how you wanted. I suggested the one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what the hell I suggested. <laughs> orange orange brick building. Yeah, orange brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I just threw it out there, you know, because I thought, well, hey, you know, that might look different. And, and I knew you'd do it. Differently than I would have done it. Right. But when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it was great. <laughs> it was weathered hard. All yeah. that stuff on that corner block was weathered hard. And, yep. but it is everything indicative of what I'd see in just about any Eastern city yeah. today, yep. even where it's run down and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it captured it. My grandparents grew up when I was a kid. In a section of town that looked like that, looked like that, yeah, looked like yeah. that today. It didn't look like that now. Then it looks like that today when I drive through. Sure, I you mean, know, look at Detroit. You know, 
Yeah. Look at Detroit. I just watched a documentary. It's called like walking in Detroit. And this kid, he walked 27 miles from his, his house in the suburbs to downtown Detroit. And he's walking through some of these areas and they're just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you don't, you're not carrying, you're not packing yeah. while you're walking through <laughs> some of these areas. Right. Um, but you know, another, I, but at the same time, when I see something like Dave Meeks layout, mm-hmm. you know, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not yes. a super heavily yes. weathered, but it has that character and it's telling that story. And I think that's yep. so important yes. that we're telling the story, you know, it's a um, different style altogether from anybody else's. Absolutely. It's yep. got that Disney kind of Disney model. Like well, right. they would build, they would build a scale model of a, uh, of one of their rides before they build it. It has that feeling. Yes. And, and but that's, that's his expression of what, and then you have another guy and, like it works as a, as a, you know, Jake Johnson. Yeah. Sure. And these two guys are friends. Yeah. And they modeled together on some stuff, and they worked together on a lot of stuff. And they Jake's stuff looks entirely different than yeah. Dave's stuff. But you look yeah. at Crescent Creek and their stuff, their Crescent Creek models. It's sick. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So well done. And it's it's so professional. Everybody has their own look, and I, that's what we're trying to say. Yeah, so, so like, with your rant, with your complainer guy, mm-hmm. he he's – yeah, it, they're, they're, it's so, not – if he doesn't like your set, then you go, then he has to look at somebody else's. So whatever, that's you yeah. know, too bad. You don't, yeah, oh, exactly. you don't like my weathering? Oh, well, I don't give a shit. I'm weathering it. That's how I do uh, it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, you know, I remember people used to say that with Malcolm Furlow uh, yeah. back, back in the eighties, because he was always in model railroader and his stuff was too caricature and it wasn't realistic. You know what? That's what he loved to do. It was gorgeous. And yeah. he had, as many, you know, haters as he did followers, right. but those followers loved his stuff. I'm one of those people. Yeah. I love it. I don't care so, if the train didn't run down the track. It looks awesome. Yeah. I have an awesome. And that's. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. No, I'm just. And, and, and that's <laughs> that's how I feel. Of course, when I have a train, I want it to run well. Right. Um, but still, I, I just think that that's. That's so. It's so funny because even with. But John we Allen, live you know, in a they, society now where. Everyone has a different opinion, which is fine, and everyone's able to voice it. Right, I mean, of course. Well, and my YouTube channel and the people problem. leave so many different types of comments, and yes. I appreciate all of them. I appreciate people just yep. taking the time, whether it's good or bad. It's their opinion, and they're leaving it. And uh, and what you they know, would do, would, what these people need to look at is they need to appreciate it as we do. Well, it's the art. I don't model like any of the three of you, mm-hmm. okay? And and I don't like I don't model like anybody that we've mentioned tonight. We all have our own style, like we've all talked about. And what we've learned to do as modelers, because we are all friends, and the reason that works as modelers in this hobby with the people that do you know do well, a lot of the things that we do, it, we're all friends be, for a reason. Because we appreciate the so artistry the, the, that each person does. The awesome thing I about it. I look at each one and go, wow, that's, that, that is so cool. I love what he does. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't model that way. I won't model that way. But it's super cool. I love to see it, you know. Instead of knocking down somebody else's stuff, yep. Well, and the other learn to appreciate other people's stuff. The other really cool thing about it is, you know, for instance, when was that Sunday night where we were texting each other or we were on Messenger? 
We we text every night. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah. James is on it too. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh. Are you text me every night, Todd? Well, <laughs> I, I would if you'd like me to. Oh. My wife might get jealous. <laughs> but hey. No, 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 no. We were on a group message, and uh, you know, I was wrapping up my diorama for the um, the last chance gas. Mm-hmm. And uh, crescent Greek it, models. Yes. Well, yeah. the one thing that's really awesome about you know the way that. You know, and and Jason can attest to this too, because uh, we've you know we all share stuff with each other. The one thing that's really neat is you know we can all share stuff with each other, and you know maybe say uh, I probably wouldn't do it that way, but you know mm-hmm. like hey well that's what he likes to do or that you know that's what James likes to do that's what Jason likes to do that's what my dad likes to do that's what Brett likes to do, and you know rather than rather than cutting that person down or in the comment section or, or just saying, yeah. why would you do it that way? Oh, ugh, hiss, hiss, boo, hoo, hiss, hiss. You know, you're, you're, you just say, Hey, well, how about you, you know, you're giving me suggestions on oil streaks on the, the little dirt road yeah, path around dirt. the gas tank, around sure, the gas sure. tanks. And I did some fuel stains on the pump, but you know, stuff like that is better and it's more constructive just to the whole hobby as a, as a whole than, than just saying like, well, why would you do it that way? Well, and yeah, I, we could talk about it like like normal humans. I yeah. mean, it's just like anything in today's and, society. There's no reason we can't have a conversation, right? Just like normal people, and say, hey, maybe, you know, maybe that's it's cool the way you did it, or maybe if we and had I the, and I know? I think like Jason said earlier, just a minute ago, actually, was it's a good thing and it's a bad thing that we all are able to express our opinions online because uh, you can either use it for good. Or you can use it to be an asshole. Um, and, and sometimes I think people's critiques come across poorly because they don't know how to properly word them. Sure. Uh, and I, and sure. I think, Jason, and you, I want to hear your opinion of this too because you have a pretty big YouTube following as well. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Jason, I've talked about well, how, I, okay, how so some we'll, of the comments are. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it on a nicer on a nicer <laughs> yeah, scale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not I going wanna, there. I want to hear Jason's opinion on it too. Like, you know, you begin to learn when you put your stuff out there. You begin to learn, like, okay, well, that guy just doesn't like my style of work, and it's okay. But you know, maybe he didn't need to word it that way, and you just need to be polite about it and move on. And I'm and I'm sure you've run into plenty of that as well. Uh, I come from an art background. Uh, I was doing art way before I was modeling, and yeah. so. Yeah, I'm used to that critiquing, you know. <laughs> you get thick skin uh, quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, someone looks at a Picasso and everyone's going to have a different opinion of it. Right. And they interpret it in a different way. And that's fine. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's, so, yeah. it's the beauty. I, I mean, it. look at the banana taped to the wall at Art Basel like last year or two years ago. And it's <laughs> over like $100,000. And, you know. <laughs> Most everybody be like, okay, that is so ridiculous. It's, yep. There's a reason though that he did that, and it's it's their thing. Who cares? Yeah. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I went I went to this place today here in Las Vegas. It's called Meow Wolf uh, Omega Mart, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Meow Wolf, but they have a place in Santa Fe, and it is this experiential art. I don't even know how to describe it. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. It's all this interactive stuff, and it's just crazy trippy but it's really cool well they have one here in vegas and some of these people that are going in it just opened last week some of these people go in and going what the hell did i just walk into right <laughs> but then and then there's like older people there and 
and they're appreciating it. You know, normal uh, people you would think would be like, whoa, I got to run out of this place. And they're looking at it going, wow, this is really creative. And that's yeah. what I like about the model railroading. It's that creativity right. that that we're expressing in what we're doing. Um, you know, and I, I think that some things, when, you, when you're talking about creativity, a lot of good art, I think, comes from, how do you put this? In a way, it'll come from stress. Like, you know, you got to put yourself in a place where you're not comfortable. And then what you end up creating is something that's pretty unbelievable. Right. If you, if you keep yourself in that same zone all the time and you're doing the same models over and over, you're going to have that same look. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's just like what Todd did with doing that 135th scale tank in the diorama. He took himself out of his comfort zone. Uh, Jason, I remember maybe six months ago or something, Jason, you told me, you said, man, you know, I, I kind of know what I need to know about what I'm doing, you know? So I kind of want to do this, you know, large scale diorama. I want to do something (laughs) that is going to like, how do I do this? How do I figure it out? How do I learn? And that, so we all start learning from that. And, and then we, we maybe will implement new techniques or maybe we'll get a different angle that we approach things at. And and that's part of art. I had a lot of people criticize me when I switched from using craft paint to ammo paint Mm -hmm. and people like, really people were, I was getting some negative comments. And and you, and we had spent so much time, especially with you and us talking about how much we love craft paint. And now all of a sudden you switch. Yeah. And I switch, but I I feel like I needed a new challenge. I, I kind of felt like I'd gone as far as I could go with the craft paints I, and I, I wanted to take my modeling to the next level. You know, Jason, and you, maybe you remember this, you know, back when I w- had the railroad, you know, in like 99, 2000, something like that, everybody was painting with Floquil and Poly S and Todd, you remember all that, oh, yeah. you know, and oh, I yeah. had tons of, oh, yeah. I was six. <laughs> yeah, you were six, but I mean, <laughs> we were all, we were all model railroaders that were the model railroaders that were, in the know, I guess you could say, I don't want to, that's bullshit. You know, I don't want to talk like that, but yeah, you know, people that, you know, really were into model railroading, we'd, we'd use the railroad colors, right? Right. We were and in the community. We were. And, and I kind of said, why in the hell can't I use craft paints? So that's, I started buying all these Delta Ceram coat paints and I was pushing them and pushing them and pushing them and push, <laughs> man, you can do everything with Delta Ceram coat. You know, <laughs> it's just like poly S and you can mix all your own stuff. <laughs> and then I get out of the hobby and I come back in and everybody's using craft paints. Yeah. And now, now I'm saying we should use these model. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've been using the, the model paint stuff for, the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's been several years. Yeah. I'd say three or four years. Well, you know, and, you got AK in, in the old right. big and that stuff has been developed yep. in, you know, in the past, you know, 15 sure. years. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not brand new. No. But it keeps advancing. But and with that, the tank thing, um, yeah. for example, I mean, you were saying about, uh, Jason was saying about, we, you know, he's made that jump from, to, from the craft paint to the, to the model paint or the, the, the MIG ammo the, mm-hmm. and, and, and so have I, and so all four of us actually use that. Mm-hmm. However, uh, for me, I still use a lot of craft paint. Me too. I've learned yeah. now 
I've 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 kind of mixed we learned, them. Yeah, we learned. Yeah, I mean, I'm using them. a little. I'm not using as much crap paint, but I'm using, and I've kind of weeded out the crappy colors and crap that I don't use. I have like, mm-hmm. I honestly think I have like maybe a dozen colors of craft paint I use, and the rest just sit in the rack and just never get touched. <laughs> they get touched like, when my I girls come when, truce, when my right? girl when my girls come downstairs to paint with you know whatever on a piece of paper. That's when the other craft paints get used. But those dozen <laughs> that they're not allowed to touch, they're on a different rack. Yeah, but you right? learn to combine them. So like Jason said, he's using these craft paints that people are go, and he's right. People go, oh, I'm not doing that. They're so expensive and blah, 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 blah. I'm not buying that stuff. And uh, you, know, you hear it. We hear it, you know? Sure. And, yep. and, and and you're like, okay, well, then fine. Don't do it. Don't buy it. I don't care. I'm not building your model. I, so I'm, whatever, if you want to, you want to use, if you want to use uh, Crayola paint, I don't give a shit. You use whatever <laughs> you want to use, but you know, uh, but in that regard, you know, there's a, you, there's no saying you, the mediums, this is where we, we all, all four of us, I know for a fact, we use many different mediums. Right. Okay. So it's, it is acrylics, <laughs> but I don't just have craft acrylics. I've got. Your Liquitex acrylic stuff. Uh, I, I've I've got piles of that stuff sitting there now. Not maybe not piles, but I've got your basic colors. So instead of going out and buying all the goofy craft paint colors, I've been buying the main colors of the artistry acrylics, uh, artist acrylics. And I think that's what it is. It's more. It's it's a little bit higher end product. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And 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 I think many the modelers out there, you will find if you. Maybe it's a little bit more expensive, yes, whether it's like a uh, like a Grumbacher or you know some kind of craft paint, the higher end craft paints you might get from or, or acrylics or oils that you might get from like a hobby lobby or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find that you're gonna get better results. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, and and I think that that's a big thing because you can do it with craft paints. You absolutely can. But what you're gonna find is if you take a uh, you, you dab, uh, let's say you put craft paint in a palette and you take the exact same color of, let's say, MIG, an ammo color, yeah. and you put that in the palette. And then you take this exact same brush and you streak out both of those colors. I guarantee you're going to get a much smoother, flat surface color, saturated color from the ammo color. Well, and, and period. And to there's add, no, there's no question. And to add to that, the ammo is more. You know the acrylic effect that you're getting by doing the same thing is not as manipulatable. Is that a word? Manipulatable? No. Like, yeah, you're you right. Can yeah, you, you, you can't manipulate those, it. Those AK and and ammo products and there's a there's a myriad of other weathering products that you can get. Sure. Tamiya um, and I mean yeah, and some of the oil uh, paint. Some of the oil yep. paints for modeling as well. There's a whole bunch of lines of that. There mm-hmm. that you can manipulate them just a lot different. Whether yes. you're, whether you're thinning them out with mineral spirits, hey, you completely. know, and that's that's J- I know Jason has a good take on that's that. That's his thing. Being on a it. professional artist, he yeah. knows. You know. So, what's your take on that, Jason? Well, you know, in hindsight, looking back, I would be like, I would compare the two bottles: a bottle of craft paint compared to the little bottle of you know ammo by Mick. Right. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can get three times as much paint for a dollar and I'm paying X amount for this little bottom. Like it doesn't make sense, but Oh my gosh. It, it, the difference is amazing. 
the ammo paints cover so well, it doesn't take near as much paint. I'm using way less paint and getting better results right. by using the ammo. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just incredible. It doesn't then, overpower detail. Well, and there's, I think yeah. there's, there's right. more. That, that, that's exactly, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry, Brett. No, but you're what good. Todd said right there. Yep. It doesn't overpower detail. If you got some molded in detail, let's say it's on a figure or it's, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. They don't really do these anymore, but like cast on grab irons or uh, window frames or something like that. You take craft paint and you maybe have to thin it out, but it doesn't really coat perfectly and it might gum up and you lose some of your detail. You get all streaky. Layers and yeah. And and, (laughs) the, and the, I was gonna say, the, and to Jason's thing, the the variety of effects you can get from the same, uh, you know, the same oil paint or the same uh, weathering pigment. There's a vast, there's a wide variety of effects you can achieve by applying it differently than just an acrylic paint. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like this one. I taped one. I before the show started, I <laughs> painters taped a, one of my thing as a as a funny, but um, you know, just. Using the acrylic uh, rust effects, I'm just using an example from Ammo by Meg. Uh, the the just the rust effects by applying them diff- just a little differently, you can achieve a wider range of effects from that than you could from the same color with acrylic. That, no doubt about it. I mean, and I, the way all the products interact with each other, you yeah. can mix shaders in with it. And even the oils, I've done the oils and the acrylics, the way that they combine and work with each other is incredible. Yeah. It really is. Yep. And maybe it's because we take what we do as more of an art form. Right. Yes. And we want to yeah. get better at what yeah. we're doing. Whereas if you just want to run trains, you know, you don't need this kind of stuff. No. You don't. That's nope. right. But but as any any type of hobby where you want to get better, even if it's like, you know, when you guys were doing reenactment, you know, and you 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 know, there were the guys that just kind of did it, you right. know. And and what do you call them? The the Farbs. Farbs. Farbs, yeah. right? But yeah. then you far be it from the truth. Far be it from the truth, right. <laughs> but, you got the guys that really want to they get bring into plastic it. guns? <laughs> I don't get it. It's the cap guns. The cap guns. <laughs> no, they 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 the had the guns. They had stuff. They just didn't have the right stuff. You know, they, but, they no, but the James, Pakistani cheap crap. But the James we, we, point, we handcrafted ours. A lot right. of you know. We so there, re- you're trying to get better. You're trying to be more realistic. You're trying to uh, really involve yourself in what you're doing, and that's what we are doing. As I guess you could say, craftsmen, model right. builders, right. we're really trying to get better at our crafts. And if there's something that's going to allow us to get better, we're going to use it. You don't have to use it. Nobody's saying you have to go out and use this. You know, heck, you can go buy those little metal or those little glass bottles of testers paint if you want. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I just we're just trying to get better. That's that's all we're saying please, is we want to get. If you're going to take one piece of advice from this week's episode or any of our episodes, at the minimum, just go buy a 99 cent bottle of Craft Smart. Please, just go do that. Don't buy testers. <laughs> no, oh my no, God. but but I but I know what James is talking about, and I know what Jason or Todd. Got a cramp in my leg. Oh my God. <laughs> it, was like, it was like somebody start me with a freaking. Oh man! Go get a banana. I'm done. It's- it's good. Oh, oh right. my God. But no, but, no, it, but getting old sucks. But I, I think Jason and James, you both brought up an awesome point. You're like, this stuff is awesome. This stuff is great. 
and Jason, you're a testament to this. You've you've come from using strictly only craft paints, basically. Yep. And yep. you've evolved into such a much more talented. Not that you weren't talented before. I'm not trying to take anything away from you. But but your your range of skills and and I know since James hooked us up with some of the AK stuff. I'm I'm sorry. Since with some of the MIG stuff, don't get mad at me, James. With the MIG stuff, I you gave you know you it, you, it you pointed us in the direction of the MIG things, and uh, now I have a myriad, and my dad has a myriad of 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 MIG stuff as well, and included in our previous collection of AK things with weathering. Mm-hmm. That, that whole that whole stuff lately too is it's all good. That it's whole, all you know it's it's about the quality. Quality of the yeah, product. Right, it doesn't right. matter if it's ammo. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. But it's using better products. I think right. if I'm gonna give an so here's my five here's my little five second elevator speech. If you're gonna start in the hobby, Jason and us were both a great testament on, and, and even you, James, when you were you know pra- praising the ceram coat stuff, is uh, <laughs> you know start with acrylics. They're cheap. They get an all. They you can do a lot with them. And you're not going to waste a lot of money. And it's going to look gorgeous anyway. Yeah, it's going to yeah. produce an awesome result. And then when you are ready to branch out and you're ready to dip your toes into a little bit more experienced um, types of mar- modeling and a little bit more of the artistic side, get a little bit of this MIG stuff. Get a little bit of the Tam- Tamiya stuff and, 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 and just start practicing with it. Because you're going to learn it like, oh, wow, look, at, if I just drag my brush this way with some, you, you know, a little bit of mineral spirits or I thin this out this way, it's going to just produce a, a crazy effect. And I think that's the key to what we just got done talking about is, you know, you don't need to buy it all in the beginning. Don't no. go bankrupt trying to buy all this stuff. No. You know, buy it in and, bits and pieces. And do yourself a favor. Go to Jason's yes. early – go to his Jason – Jason Jensen trains on Facebook. Sort his videos from oldest to newest. And, and not even go to the videos. I'm talking about on Facebook. Go way back to when oh, yeah. he was building <laughs> kits using acrylic paints and making washes out of acrylic craft paints. paints. Yeah. Okay. Acrylic yep. craft paints and acrylic paints. I did it after following you. that. And look at his stuff and go, wow, it's still freaking amazing i was so amazing every bit of that looks as good now it looks good doesn't look as good now as what it did then it looks he he went from the one medium to this newer medium yeah jason he's grown he's grown but if you look at his early stuff you're sitting there going and you're a newer miler especially uh, any miler it's because it's jason it's not the medium it's what you put into your right. medium. Right. It is. Okay. So, so Jason's an artist already. He was an artist before he started this. So, but you look at his stuff and he did everything with acrylic craft paint at first. And you look at it and you go, oh, that's, that's gorgeous. I can, I can use acrylic craft paint and get good results. Okay. Jason, I will say one thing. Don't let us scare you into thinking that we're only pushing this other stuff. No, we, not at all. We, we think all. this is it's great to combine them and use them. I, I know that you all have used your. You guys keep talking about me, and I'm going to take a little lunch break. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is a little lunch break. That's a little lunch break. <laughs> but but now now Jason, you mix, you <laughs> use uh, of course you use the ammo mix stuff, right? But yep. then but you do you also use oil paints? I do. I do yeah. use, uh, and you can mix the, the two together. Yep. yep. 
You can. Yeah. So, Jason, yeah, definitely. I, I experiment a lot with all different, especially with the ammo product. Uh, I am constantly mixing stuff that normally you would not mix together, but just trying to achieve uh, a different look, a unique look. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason, I have a question for you now. Yeah. So, what's something at the craft store? Because I, I know you still. Go. I know you still go and you peruse the aisles of what you can use. Oh yeah, uh, and get it a bargain. <laughs> what is something at the craft store that uh you know, you oil paints things like that, not acrylic, excluding acrylic paints, something that's a higher end uh, art product or you know something that would be used by more of a not a commercial artist but a higher end artist that you found because I know you have something that we can use for model reverting, whether it be a higher grade oil paint or whatever it is. Well, it, it's not a secret, but um, colored pencils and markers. Markers are incredible mm-hmm. and they have really cheap markers and then they have really expensive markers. So it's, again, it's just like with the, the paints, right. however much you want to spend. Did you see, okay, you follow Chuck Doan, right? Yes. Okay. He just did, he's doing a, I think it's 20th scale, uh, uh, logging donkey. Yep. And that would. Chuck's stuff, I'm not kidding. If you guys haven't heard of Chuck Doan. No, I see his stuff. D-O-A-N. Yep. Yep. He is, and I'm I'm not blowing smoke, this guy is the best model builder in model railroading, period. Yeah. There is nobody that touches him. He is so good. Everything he makes is photorealistic. I, I know that for a while, Barless on the there's a Facebook group called Weathered Models, yep. which I've been on for a long time. There's eighty some thousand users. Barless had a picture of the sawmill he he's doing, and it was the main picture at Weathered Models. Chuck is Mig Jimenez said Chuck Doan is from another planet. This guy is using Prismacolor. Uh, colored pencils to draw to draw wood grain on this logging donkey and it will blow your frigging it looks so real Uh, it's incredible and he's he's putting the bark these are supposed to be like redwood logs he's using and making the redwood bark and placing it on the log little furry piece by little furry piece by look and he spends so much time because he is he is a true master craftsman yeah. when it comes. To I don't him. have that kind of patience. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God. <laughs> he will spend so much time to put oil stains and, and debris that's, that's in the oil. And, but I'll tell you what, if you guys have not looked at Chuck, Dome, I have seen have his stuff look on the page here on weather models. Oh my yeah. God. It's incredible. Yeah, I looked his stuff up. Uh, he it, built a gas great. station that, you can't you can't tell this thing is not real. I mean, from the windows peeling paint on the mullions in between the windows and <laughs> the color of the wood underneath the peeling paint, the guy is amazing. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I have no issue saying he's the best modeler out there as far as the type of modeling we do. Um, it's a larger scale, but he's fantastic. But he's using those like like Basic Jason was stuff, saying, yeah. colored pencils. Yeah, to draw wood grain on wood, and is it's gorgeous, and it's something as simple as Prismacolor colored pencils. Yeah, from Hobby yeah. Lobby, you know, that guy is uh, unbelievably good. 
unbelievably good. Hey guys, I'll so be back. If you back. want a treat, check out his stuff. I'll be back one second. Okay. And he keeps it. disappearing. All night. Oh, we're pausing. He does. This time's this time's are you, real. Are you pausing, Brett? No, no. You guys can keep talking. This time's okay. real. All right. I uh, the other two times my my internet signal was dropping out, and now this time I actually have to take a break for a second. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and Toddles is over there checking his uh, checking his phone. Well, look at the weather models. Look at look up Chuck. Is that is this the one? Oh, you can't see shit. <laughs> Don't so, look up weather models and like, then go in there and do the search thing. Yeah, on the search. I, I see a white thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right, so exactly. Chuck C H U C K don't D O A N. You know how to spell, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting good at that now. <laughs> cool. Well, after you know, 68 years, you should be pretty good at it, right? Because all I was seeing was tanks. Uh, oh, no, there you, you go. No, if you look at his stuff, it's it is. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I cannot say enough about how good. Going it is. to an art store and, and just buying quality products will get you a great result. I think that's really yeah. what it is. It's the quality yeah. products, not mm-hmm. the yes. junk. Yeah. You know, you can, you can start out great with craft paints. Like I said, I used to push the hell out of them. I used to make washes. You know, how I wanted to do, you know, you got the George Sullios, you know, alcohol and India ink wash. And I was like, how can we replicate this with acrylic paint? And I was uh, trying different formulas to do it with blacks. And, you know, and then we were starting, we were making colored washes and things like that. Uh, um, it's all about the quality of the material. It's all about how it's put together. It's about the grain and the pigment. It's, yep. it, it's really what it is. And, yeah. the, and one thing, you know, like I say, you can use whatever you want. The one reason I really like ammo is because every single type of paint they have, they're all made to work together. Yeah. And yeah. you can get into trouble there too. Like you do with, like I did with oh. the craft paints, because there are, <laughs> especially when you're military modeling. Oh my God. There is a color. For every army under the planet that ever have, like, been down the Genghis Khan. They have like 50 <laughs> green. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just gave myself a cramp are in they, my leg. So, so are they actually different colors or are they just yeah, relabeling? They are. They are. I, I'm just kidding. No, but it's crazy. You wouldn't think, okay, but how and when these guys fought in this area, yeah. because the dirt color in that area was a different color. Yeah. So the dirt on their uniforms made their Uniforms look like they were a different green. Yeah, and there's so, like there's Sahara Desert dirt, and there's from four <laughs> different sections of the Sahara Desert yep. is different is different sand. Yep, okay. Middle East dirt. Yep. Oh my there god. It has there's there's like sixteen different colors of NATO paint. You know, and but, I'm like, yep. ah. if you want to be accurate, though, yeah. that's the thing. It's it's, it's people yeah. that are. It's just like you guys doing reenactment. Sure. Yeah. It's, if you it's, are going to be hardcore at what yeah. you do, there's something yep. for you to use. Yeah. I love the Russian earth pigment. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's up there with the tracks wash, right? You know, <laughs> tracks wash is good. The tracks wash so is on good. My, this one's good too. The um the MIG track rust mm-hmm. pigment. Track rust, yep. I yep. use that pigment. for like Things that aren't track rust, like oh, no, totally. things that aren't track rust. It yeah, is. I, uh, I've been using. Um, so I, I've talked before that I use to stain my wood. I'll use the Builders and Scale um, Silverwood. I love it. As a matter of fact, uh, Chuck Doan is the one that told me about it because I couldn't could not grasp how he made his old wood look so perfect. Right. Yeah. He also uses that a thing called Blue Wood from Builders and Scale, and then Deadwood. And he kind of mixes them all together. Deadwood's got kind of this yellowy, kind of rotten kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. But 
I take that and then I take there is a there's a pigment called um, it's the ammo product. It's called uh, like European wet farm earth or something like that. Oh, I mean, it's mm-hmm. some crazy obscure thing. <laughs> and I, I put that lightly with alcohol on top of that silver wood and it looks awesome when it dries out. It's so cool. You know, and I take a really fine, like triple zero brush and I put like little grain lines, even in HO scale, little grain lines. I just love it. Um, now, now when you buy that stuff, right? Let's say you buy the, you know, the, whatever you were talking, you buy these things and you go, I want to try it out. And then you, and you got good results with it. And then you put it back on the shelf, right? And did you ever forget about it? Oh yeah. And you oh, do yeah. like a hundred miles out there, and then you you go to the shelf. And you go, oh shit, this was good stuff, and I never used that in a dozen models. I yeah. have a, I have a, uh, I built, I built a paddle <laughs> wheeler uh, a couple months ago. It was a sunken paddle wheeler, and it was all rusted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so completely scratch built, just out of my head. Didn't use any plans or anything. Just I want to build. What do I think a sunken paddle wheeler would look like? And it's all rusty. And here I get this email from the guys that write Weathering Magazine. Right. And they're like, can you write an SBS article, a step-by-step article on how you built that? And I'm thinking in my head, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> I made it look like it's already built. <laughs> so I have to go back and do it all over from scratch, you know? And, and but yeah, there, there's some things lately that I've been writing down just yeah. because I really like it. And I think that's really important for us modelers. We should have like a little notebook or, you know, even I if you got a, a laptop or a computer by your bench, you know, just take a couple notes on, hey, I use this and this. If you get something, you're I just go back and watch my old videos. <laughs> I think the other thing, and, and this is easy for a lot of other modelers who, uh, you know, don't have a platform like Jason or us where we catalog everything. I think the other nice thing that you can do is just take a bunch of pictures. You know, mm-hmm. every step of the way that you're doing something, yeah. especially when you're experimenting, just yeah. get your, everyone's got one of these in their pocket that tracks everything else they do every day. So, yeah. you know, take pictures uh you know catalog if you're trying to experiment something or you're you're building something new and out of the box for you just take pictures as you go along every step that way if you go back and want to do something again you know you have some you have some photographic evidence of of what you did and if you want to post them on your facebook page you wouldn't believe how every time i put something up where it's kind of a little even just a couple pictures i mean jason does it all the time yeah little step by step i did this 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 and this like on my dirtspot.7 page Right. People are like, oh, my God, I love when you do that. You know, thank you for doing that. And, I, you know, it's it's cool. And I know Jason does that all the time. Yep. And it's super easy. Everybody has your phone right by you all the time. You know, I use it for my, you know, looking up. Hey, what's this look like? You know, and I, you know, it's it's great because you have your your uh, reference right there in front of you all the time. Definitely. I mean, direct access to Pinterest 24 seven, Todd. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, and, and when you're mixing paints and things like that, I've gotten to have it now. Like if I mix a couple paints together and I got an effect that I like, or if I got a color that I that I need to match again, maybe later on, um, mm-hmm. I wrote down that, that you know two parts this, one part that, you know, and and then I have them on little scrap papers. I have post-it note stuff all over the place <laughs> on the one bolt. I learned my here. lesson by not doing that. Oh. Yeah, wow. well, I mean, I've done that before. Where I go. I was painting our, our I was painting our waterfront, uh, yeah. the initial section, mm-hmm. and then you know we've expanded our waterfront now six times. So uh, each time I did it, I'm like, oh my god, 
I didn't write down how I mix that first color water and the base color for that water. I had to get it pretty damn close because if I didn't, the water would look funny. There'd be lines. Well, it where sounds it, like you're going to get to do it all again pretty uh, soon. Well, no, actually, we were smart when we built this <laughs> layout, and it is actually um, kind of semi-modular. So other than oh, taking okay. a box cutter down through some of the foam, um, we're able to break it down into mostly two-by-four-foot sections. Okay, uh, cool. There's one four-by-eight in the middle that we'll have to move separately. Right. But the other parts, we we only ever expanded it in two-by-four-foot lengths. You um, think you're going to change it into a shelf layout? My dad and I no. were talking about that. If I move, um, we won't do a shelf, but we can always reconfigure it to be a U-shape or something if I have a larger okay. area later. Kind of almost like cool. what you see is like a standard bench work kind of Yeah, kind but of I don't think I'm like ever – I even if we do a I'm holding I'm shaking a pair of like forceps at you guys as I talk. But uh even That's if That's angry. That's even, angry. Even when I move, I don't think we're going to I don't want to change from the 360 layout that we started yeah. with, the concept of that. Um so even when when I I mean it's not an if, but when we move, um I still would like to do even if it's a U shape or whatever it transforms into, uh continue to do 360. A, a 360 layout from wherever you're standing because I don't know. I, I just feel like and because some, we're trying to do something different than other people. There's some, they, they, right. you know, yeah. everybody's doing their, We've they have their backdrops or they have it. a, yeah. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. You, you almost never see 360 now, layout. What I will say is if I have a new, when I get, when we get a new place, um, I will be putting like Jason did, um, you know, paint, the walls with some kind of yeah. not cinder block background. Um, yeah. Because, cause, you know, then, then no matter where we photograph it from, there is some kind of a, a sky backdrop. But right. for the I most, thought you always just had square clouds in the background. <laughs> gray, it's square, gray it's just a gray square cloud. <laughs> it's, always it's, like, gray in, in, it's always gray in Blackwater Falls. It's like Minecraft. You know, it's just yeah. blocky... Black, blocky sky background. <laughs> hey, but, so I guess, I guess uh, Brett, you heard a rumor. Something about a rumor. Um we were just talking about techniques. Yes. And you heard a rumor about something about Jason and I um, and oh, yeah. why we have new microphones. Yes. Uh, I heard the rumor. <laughs> so, so let's talk. I heard that rumor too. Let's talk about that real quick. And then we have a few, uh, we have a bunch of actually uh, listener questions from the listener oh, group. Oh, cool. So how about you guys go into that? It's got to be getting super late there. It's like 11, it's, but we'll, we, 11. we'll manage. We'll manage. You can, hey, whatever. Bro. Real quick, real quick. I can sleep Brett, in my you desk buy me bar. an airline ticket, I'll come paint clouds at your new house. Uh, hey, you know what? From where Dude, you're, that's worth What's it. your nearest airport? <laughs> Denver. 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 Airlines are cheap right now. Denver to my, yeah. Denver to Denver to Philly, or I think is pretty cheap. And then I'll drive you home. I'll drive you to my my new place. And I'll, all right. I'll, Cool. Is, that your, is that your main airport that you guys go out of? Would it be well, Philly? So uh, where we live is pretty or close. Harrisburg? Well, Harris, Harrisburg. Harrisburg's cheap HIA for some MBT. stuff. Harrisburg's cheap for, it's for certain flights. Harrisburg's cheap, but usually Baltimore and Philly are like the cheapest. And, yeah. and and we're pretty much the same distance from Baltimore and Harrisburg. I mean, I Baltimore, Baltimore and Baltimore Philly. all the time. U.S. Air back in the day. Well, well I'm not. I, I work right next to the airport. But yeah, but HIA is only cheap for like <laughs> two cities in the country. And yeah, then the well, it's a it's a small. It's like Fresno. Yeah, you know, it's a connecting airport. You you're if not you want to go to Orlando, if you're going to go to Disney, it's cheap. But yeah. if you want to fly anywhere else in the country, it's like five times as much as as uh, Baltimore oh, and Philly. Yeah, but. Yeah. I won't, uh, but, don't 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 joke about that, Jason. I might take you up on that. All right, awesome. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll give, we'll we'll do a little <laughs> cookout, and we can have you over for some burgers, and we can paint. 
But um, anyways, uh, so how about you guys go into uh, why I heard that rumor, and then we'll do some listener questions. I, I just don't know this this whole rumor thing. These uh, you know <laughs> spreading rumors about us. It's not. I don't know how it got started. I don't know how the rumor got started. <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, so they said they said they heard a rumor that you and I were going to do like a three episode podcast. Um, just we're we thought it'd be really cool if Jason and I did a uh, three episode podcast of techniques and the techniques we use, um, and really have just specifically brass tacks kind of start to finish. What are the techniques? But we kind of want to do it by step. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun. So uh, I think uh, we should make this rumor become a reality. We should. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well. You bought the damn mics. (laughs) You got microphones. (laughs) You didn't buy it just so you could hang out with Todd and Brad. You know, know. Yeah, no, okay. I'd be yeah, fine. I did. If you oh, okay, did. okay. I want to sound better for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think no, that no. is awesome though. And, yeah, and so, you know, and that could always spiral into uh, you know, something else in a few Yeah, but you know, I I'm not I I don't really have an interest in being the Wileys because I love your show. Well, and I your didn't show mean that. is so it, it but it's so entertaining. It's so well done. I I just and and so many people say it. I mean, like all the, I get messages from people all the time. Yeah. I heard whatever on the Wiley's blah, blah, blah. You know, it, to me, it's all the whole father, son working on a railroad together. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, you know, so it's just, it's totally unlike anything that's out there and I love it to death. I mean, it's just really cool. And when you you. had Patreon, that's why I was doing the the patron thing. You know, Um, I just, I really, really like it. I, I thought for Jason and I, I, you know, I've been doing a, just a couple little live stream things. It's like kind of, you know, you know, yeah, they're not, great. They're, but they're not planned out. It's just kind of, Hey, that whatever. makes it better. You know, the best our style is not the plan. That's totally but our style. I, I, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But I just thought it'd be really cool to do, you know, something with Jason where, you know, I know that Jason, he, he's kind of followed what I've done for, you know, one year or something like that, or maybe two years, <laughs> but maybe a little longer, but, but, you know, I really, I think it's cool that, you know, we kind of come from doing something 20 years ago to, you know, now I look up to everything that Jason does and I really, really appreciate it. And I, I really like it a lot. And I think it's just cool that, you know, we could maybe do this medium of uh, this podcast medium, or, you know, we could go out there and just get some techniques Definitely. Out there. I guess it's great. It's because a, I think be like it. I sit around and I go, Man, I've listened to how many of the Wiley's podcasts? I just keep scrolling down. Okay, listen to this one. I listen to this one. Listen to this one. Uh yeah, uh rain rain puddles on the ground. And I can't keep, you know, um uh, and I'm back to where I'm like you guys were using microphones made out of, you know, a cup and you know like, uh, <laughs> right, uh, you were talking into your cell phones or whatever. And I'm like, there's some other podcasts out there the railroad related podcast i really like uh, uh dazzy jay's stuff uh some other some other podcasts but i'm just like some of them are really super dry yeah. and not super in they're not really they're about like dcc or yeah. you know and that's not really my thing i like yeah, the artistry yeah, that's, type a, of stuff. that's a niche for those people well yeah. and i think the yeah. idea of a miniseries is awesome and what's really cool that's what it is and what i was yeah. going to add to this is you know you guys might find that and this is ex- I love this, by the way. But what's exciting about it for us is, you know, 
you know, we have a podcast and, and we've always encouraged other people to share content. But you might find that you do three or four episodes on, on the first round. And then like, you know, a couple three. months later, you're like, hey, we got a few more techniques we want to share. And then we'll do another series. You know, it could be three or four more in a year. And then every, you know, you could do almost seasons of it where, you know, you go and in, you go in and you say, hey, I'm ready to share a few more new techniques. Jason and you can get on and, and do some new stuff. Well, I, I almost kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, when you guys did the live, la- last live builds and you had Jason come on the one night. Yeah. And, you know, it was like the Jason Jensen, but under the Wiley's banner. Yeah. You know, it's almost cool. Like we could we could take a podcast we do and we say, well, it's part of the Wiley's family. You feature of thing, something. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not it's not our thing. You know, we're all friends. I think it'd be cool if it was kind of like, a you know, something that you guys could put out there. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's a technique yeah. show, you know, there's plenty that, of there's plenty yeah. of great modelers that you could do that with it, which would be pretty neat. Yeah, so, exactly. I love I mean, the idea. We got to get a hold of Malcolm Furlow. That's that's going to be good. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> nice. I've I've talked to Where's him. A few Where's the Ouija board? Where's the Ouija board? I could probably find him if need be. Well, yeah, I'd love to discuss more of the uh, the sci-fi side mm-hmm. of it and, yeah. and taking everyday objects and you know how to manipulate them and change them. Yep. And, you know what, Jason? I think what would be a cool challenge for you, Jason, and I want to see you do this. <laughs> I want to see you do what you did for the sci-fi layout, but do it for your uh, HO scale layout. Like found stuff. Yeah, like find. Yeah. Do, do like a little mini scene, like a diorama, or or a part of your layout where you're like, this is only built with found stuff. I, you, obviously, Jason you have, sent me a box of junk and did that. You have a knack. <laughs> You know, did you, you guys remember he said remember literally, yep. literally a box of junk and he said, here, try to build something. Jason's got yep, a knack for that. it. So let's, I want that'd be awesome. Actually, you know what? We should all try to do that. It would be, yeah. be fun. Yeah, it'd be totally fun. We should just say, have listeners send in a bunch of stuff. We'll split it up and let's make something out of it. I, I think that'd be awesome. Um, oh, yeah, anyways, I think I'm evolving more towards the uh, scratch building. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's even fun for me to see how I've, evolved in the hobby starting out with buying kits making them look like exact exactly like the picture on the box right <laughs> to changing the look to then combining structures together and it's just it continues to evolve yeah, yeah. So. and I, I think that's where it does evolve you know i've i built kits for quite a while but you know it's a lot of what I've done for years has been scratch building kit bash. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really having fun building this, uh, Foz kit. Um, but there's something about scratch building and it's your own. If you know anything about architecture at all, right. I mean, obviously you got to have some rules in what you're building, you right. know, uh, unless you see some of my buildings, you're like, eh, there's no way that would ever stand <laughs> up, but whatever. Uh, uh, but, but, you know, if you have some idea of architecture and how things are built, construction, you can come up with some pretty damn cool things from like Mount Albert uh, scale lumber. Tim Morris owns that, you know, and he sells just giant sheets of clabbered 
like yeah. random clabbered, you know, and they're huge. You can make all kinds of stuff. Well, and yeah, even, you window hills, holes yeah, we got stacks of it. I mean, you can well, do and, yeah. and even fast scale models, you can get on there and buy those wall sections that are pre-cut. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. don't want to have to cut out windows and stuff, you, you know, you can yep. get creative with, with the pre-cut stuff that uh fast scale has on, oh, on. Well, James is leaving out the fact that he has an incredible imagination <laughs> and it can right. come up with incredible <laughs> buildings. <laughs> now, now, the, the cool thing about a podcast, you know, and we have one, we do this weekly, which is crazy. But, you have one? Well, it was sometimes. Is this oh, a podcast? Yeah. So, but, you know, to have, Who are you know Dave Meek and Jake Johnson have started one out west, mm-hmm. and they, they, they're doing their thing, and it's a different style of modeling, and, and, mm-hmm. it, it, and then you guys are planning your thing here, and this is, and, and more, more and more of this happening builds our community. If yeah. we all yes. work together having these podcasts, yes. we don't make we don't make shit money to do this. Okay, yeah. we did this because we all love to do it, all of us. And right. and it's if if we can all have a, a constructive, cool show that we can support each other right. from show to show to show, it helps this hobby. Even yep. you mentioned it before the DCC guys. Okay. It's still part of our hobby. Oh, of course. It may be dry. It's dry to you and me and Jason and Brett because we don't do it. Well, I have DCC, but I don't give a shit about why they run. (laughs) Okay. I I put it on the track. I run a DCC. I turn it on like you would have the the regular DC thing and you run it. And that's the end for me. I'm not tearing that thing apart and trying to figure the chips out and all the computer crap. But there's guys that enjoy that. that. You know what? interest me todd you know what i just heard about and i never heard of this and this could be this an old thing and and dazzy j said something about this the other day and i did think it was pretty cool all right they have this remote operation thing now where i could be sitting at my house and i could be running a train but i could be running a train on your layout yeah so you can have an operation an operating session I don't want operators you running trains on my life. <laughs> well, they, That's they will. scary. It'll be, like a smart it'll be, TV. That, 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 it'll be a 100 <laughs> and it'll be doing laps this fast around. Well, make ramps. <laughs> jumping. But isn't that cool? How, how technology is kind of really advancing yeah. in our hobby. That's allowing two o'clock us. in the morning. There's James again, wrestling with my layout. But you, <laughs> You can, I could sit here with you guys and we could, you know, if we were into operation, which I know that we're not really into, right. but yeah. you could, we could be operating and doing all the crazy technical stuff they do it's with cool. pay bills and all that. You can run a train on somebody else's layout and yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. And so. all the stuff that's available to do with DCC, it does amazing stuff. Oh okay. my God. I just don't know how it's done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's their thing. And yep. then to them, that show's not dry. To them, that show oh, is cool. Super okay. interesting, yeah. They love that stuff, and that's cool. That's that's what makes this hobby great. There's so many little compartments yeah. that everything we all uh, fit together in. And, you know, we can go to a show like, um, you know, uh, Springfield or Timonium or wherever, and, and, you, and there is a little bit of everything in there, but we all hold a common bond there. Yeah. Where we go. I mean... It, it, it's different. It's at different levels, but um, I, I think all these podcasts that are out there 
uh, I think they contribute to each other. I mean, I, I like Lionel Strange has got a really great personality yep. for his for his podcast, and 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 I like to listen to it. I don't yep. know what half of what they're talking about. Okay, but it's fun <laughs> to listen to. He's funny. He talks he, about know, hockey. It, he's a good guy. He talks about hockey. We like I, that. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Very he's cool. a big hockey fan. You know, and and you know, there's there's. I think Ken Patterson's got a nice show too. He yeah. does a very professional job on his video work and, and, you know, but each, each hits its own niche and, 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 you know, it's great. You know, they're not making, they're not making enough money. They're not making any money probably either. And they're not supporting them. They're not supporting themselves off of the show. No. Right. They're, they're, they're doing it because they love it. Yeah. You know? And that, that's one thing that, you know, what I said that with, with Jason, we want to do like three episodes or something like that. Do I, don't want to, I, I, well, I don't want to be tied down oh, like you guys are. You guys, tie, have yeah, to do, you guys have to do the show. <laughs> yeah, I got on the show tonight before you go any further. I got on the show tonight before we got on the show. I was in a grumpy mood, which is not hard to believe. And then <laughs> and then my, you? my wife. Oh. My wife was in the living room and it was like a quarter nine. She goes, Oh, you got to hurry up and go do that. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell we're going to talk about. Today. We have no plan. I, said, I don't even know. I said, I'm not even, not even in the mood. I said, I love both these guys. I'm not even in the mood because I only want to not me. Just, just those two. start doing it. Huh? So you love both those guys, not me. Me too, of course. But, but, but what I'm saying is, there was no plan. Right. We got here and we do this. We made this fun. It was fun tonight. Okay. Yeah. We made this fun. I was in a bad mood. I'm like, I'm going to be a grumpy bastard on this. Thing. <laughs> and, and I wasn't. It was, it, 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 it's a good time. And, and you, that's because it's not because of the podcast. It's because of the people, the fellowship of it. Yeah. And we love yeah, it. it is. We love it is. what we're doing. Yep. So, all right. Anyway, yeah, so awesome. How about with that? So let's do some listener questions because we got yes. a handful of them here. All right. I'm going to start from the top, go to the bottom, and, and you guys might have seen these already, so p- pretend you haven't seen them yet. All right. Okay. This one is for Jason. When you look at your layout, is there a structure? This is from Brad. When you look at a layout, is there, hey, a, Brad. Is there a structure that is your favorite? You look at it and just think, man, I really love how that structure turned out. Man, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> that's I- like trying to pick your favorite child. Yeah, right. Um, I think one that has always stood out to me is it, it's a kit bash of three kits from Foscale, and it's called, I think it's just called Pendleton Marine. Yeah. And uh, that one's always stood out. And I have a, a video on that. I think it's combined, it's called Combining Three Kits to Make Three Kits from Foscale to Make Pendleton Marine. And uh, uh, for some reason, I know, <laughs> I know <it> is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I guess if, if I had to pick one, um, I would say that one, it's, it's pretty unique. You know, it sits on a pier, has a, a set of stairs that go up on the outside of it. Um, I just like the way it, it turned out. So, yeah. No, that's yeah. an awesome build you have too. He has Obi One Kenobi peeking out a window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. This one <laughs> is for all of us. It's from Matt oh. Hankins. Let's talk about everyone's favorite topic: glazing. What is your favorite material? 
preference for glazing. Uh, and then he goes in to say, I've gotten away from liquid products as I don't like the look, and I'm back to good old acetate. Do you acetate. do you use one so piece per opening or glaze the upper window sash and with several pieces? And he goes on, you know, what techniques do you use to disguise empty interiors? Glazing talk. Anything glazing. And I'll start. another amazing miler, I'll by kick the way. this one off with mm -hmm. just saying that yep. if I can get away with slapping one big giant piece of acetate over like the top or bottom row of windows, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm not. Oh, Brett. I'm not trying that, to. Uh, I'm not trying to. I can't to, lie. I can honestly say I've done that on a few things. I'm not trying to like. There's some moments where I'm like, I'm not even trying to save this acetate. And, and be sparing about it. I'm just going to slap a big old piece on and just be done with this damn wall. But then there's sometimes where I cut each, whoa, hit my microphone, where I cut each one separately, you know, tiny, just to fit precisely. And I think it just mm -hmm. depends on how tired I am of that build. Um, but, but I, uh, and other than, uh, other than acetate, I've only ever used the um, actual glass slides and acetate. So I, I can't really speak to any other glazing methods. I just had a conversation with Jason a couple days ago about this, right? <laughs> yep. We're talking about canopy glue, right? Uh, I tried canopy, can canopy glue from testers, like, it was a long time ago. It was probably 20 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, different bottle back then. Uh, and I this I just talked earlier tonight. I said something about this little barn grill, this Sophie's Barn Grill that I made it was the very first building on the Wiscasset Trevino and Western, which was my Trevino circle uh, layout. All of the windows in that layout have broken and peeled and curled back. And it was canopy glue. Okay. Um, they didn't last now, you know, who knows where people are going to be in 20 years, but they didn't last 20 years. Right. Um, they look like shit now. They're, they're yeah. really bad. Yeah. Uh, I used to, uh, I remember on the first Alan Keller, Franklin and South Manchester video, uh, he, he uh, George, uh, George showed gluing acetate to the back of the back of the windows. Um, and he just had one big piece and he glued it on, I think with some like carpenter glue or something like that. I used to do that. Um, I don't now I use acetate for the top and the bottom sash. I won't put one piece across the back because I, I don't like the depth. You know, you get you don't get the mullions up against the acetate yeah. like you were talking about, Brett. Yeah. Uh, so I'll cut it in two pieces, but it is a pain, pain in the butt. I don't know why there's not a company. Maybe there is. I could be completely wrong. But why isn't there somebody out there laser cutting titchy window uh, acetate, you know, that fits in the back of titchy windows? You know, I hate, I lay it on there and I'm looking with my optivisor and I'm kind of tracing it out. So I know it's going to fit on there and then I'll cut it with the scissors, but somebody should just take a laser cutter and cut it. I could be wrong, but I think, uh, Titchy Trains does sell windows yeah. that have the pre-cut. I have some I've, acetate. I've, I've gotten some before. You have to search on the website. Not all uh, of them have yeah. the acetate with them. Not all of them have yeah. it though. Yeah. 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 Well, so. Uh, I, I, I have tried it. I think their acetate they use is a little thick. Um, uh, it, it seems, I don't know. I'm just being picky, I guess, <laughs> but, um, I, I definitely, I would use acetate. I did try the other day, just screwing around to try Delmer's glue as like canopy. And it, it actually worked. You had to let it sit overnight, but it has that kind of lensing effect and, you know, canopy, canopy glue does too. Yeah. Uh, but the acetate is uh, what I use. Now, Foss scale models 
sometimes uh, some kits. He'll put laser he cut has acetate in. Laser cut. He laser cuts them on one sheet. Yeah. Yep. And he cuts right through the acetate. For his laser cut windows. Yes. Yeah. That, but he yeah, doesn't exactly. include it for the titchy windows. Right. What right. about I was Jason? wondering on this yeah, last yeah. kit. Jason, you know? what's your preference? Um, I'm with James. I do acetate and I cut them in two. So it's, you know, the top section and then the bottom section. Okay. Uh, I do them separate and I try to cut them as close to the window size as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, uh, I just think it looks, I think you get the best look, but that's just me. Yeah. You get that, you get that step look of the glass. Yeah. You know, where the, the top one is out farther than the bottom one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. I just wish I wish ones made for titchy windows were a little bit more readily available. I could be wrong. Yeah. And you know, Doug might make them. Yeah. I just, I didn't see them in the last kit and yeah. um, it's a real pain in the ass to cut all those pieces of glass for windows. Yeah. It really is. I'm going to be honest. That's the, why I don't have the patience to do it. And I just slap one old big old piece of acetate yeah. on. Yeah. I completely, I completely understand. I buy it's my, a- I buy the acetate in uh, Hobby Lobby in sheets comes yeah. in like plastic eight and a half by 11 sheets. And, uh, you know, in a pack, you know, what mill thickness it is. And uh, they have several different thicknesses. And uh, it's like it's like five bucks. You use a 40% off coupon. Next thing you know, you're walking out with $3. You got a whole, I got enough of that. I can just cut that in as many little pieces as I can. And I can make them big or small or whatever I need. And you never run out. You always have right. that extra. But I do, I have used the canopy glue. Um I've had good results with that. I've had good results with the gallery glass. Mm-hmm. I have that up there too. Uh, the gallery glass actually dries a little better for me than the canopy glue does. It's not as is not as white or as no. As I mean, like you, hazy. you know, it depends. You can get you can get different shades. So like the two I like, um, one is reach them here, but one is crystal clear. Obviously, okay. No, I want the hell that one. <laughs> but um, and the other one is clear frost. Okay, so the clear frost has that frosty look haze. behind it. Yeah, haze you can't see through. Yeah, and in some ways that's good, and sometimes I like to use the clear. But um, they, you know, I like doing that. It depends on the mood I'm in. Right. If I got the time to do it, I'll I'll, I'll do it with the you know the the actual liquid, and you know. But then that's a that's another technique you got to master. Because mm-hmm. you know you, you can put it on too thick, or it gets it, it gets it all goes, over the mullions. Yeah, and... it gets all over the mullions if you don't do it right. And uh, so there's, there's some little tricks and stuff that that you got to do to do it. And uh, right. Yeah. So I've done the Gen- I've done the glass and I've done the acetate. So I, I almost always kind of fog the back of my windows with either like a dull coat or like a, a gray or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't ever build inter- interiors because I'm super lazy when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. So um, I just kind of I'll put in some window shades, um, pole shade, kind of different colors, whatever. It's a buff color or blue or whatever, and then the rest of the window I just kind of fog because you know so you can't see in there. Right, right, right. Nice. All right, this one is for both, um, both of you guys, Jason and James. This one is from Glenn Evans. Question for question for both. Other than other than each other, what modeler do you derive inspiration from? Ooh, there we go. You can only pick one, one each, because this could be a half an hour, you know, for each answer. You don't want to spend another two hours. 
<laughs> I got a lot more questions to go, go for. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's kick it off with Jason. What's your what's if you had to pick one modeler that you derive inspiration from? Who is it? Well, since James is on the show, I'm gonna have to pick someone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on, <laughs> I'm gonna say Doug. Doug. Um, Doug Foscali is incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he is. I mean, you, you talk. He's basically scratch building. He's designing the structures. Mm-hmm. He's painting and weathering uh, he's the full package he really is yeah um and he, his weathering is incredible and the techniques that he comes up with um yeah he is just so inspiring to me i, I just love looking at his work right so and especially his new stuff that he's uh, doing I, I can't disagree with that. on his uh on his own personal layout right uh that graffiti yeah. work, um, the stone work, everything. It's just, he's incredible. So, yeah. And then James. <laughs> and then me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to go back old school. Uh, Malcolm Furlow. Oh, yeah. Hands down, Malcolm Furlow. Yeah. Um, nice. You know, it, this stuff wasn't nearly as good as what we're seeing now. Not even close. I mean, I used to own the same one central. So I've seen it firsthand, been able to really analyze it. Um, his composition, his color, the the crap kits. He was, he was taking Tyco kits and turning them into something gorgeous. Um, the guy was, you know, ahead of his time. I wish he was still actively modeling. Uh, amazing stuff. Even the the G scale stuff he did uh, back, yeah. Yeah. you know, 10, 15 years ago, he did this Montaña de los Rios project, um, large scale. It was really caricature. It was crusty. It was, it was so fun and whimsical, but man, that guy is a, he is a photographer and he is an artist and his composition and his color choices. Um, very, actually very similar to how Jason does his stuff. Um, he was, well, thank you. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, he influenced me like no other modeler, no doubt. Yep. Nice. Him and John Olson were my biggest influences. Yep. Yep. And, and John Allen. Yeah. But if you, I had to pick one to be Malcolm Furlow. Definitely. All right. I like, I agree with him. I like Doug. I like Dave Frary. Dave. Um, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Him, him and him and Bob Hayden. With uh-huh. that, that narrow Reynolds. Reynolds. Yes. Reynolds. Oh yep. my God. Yep. yep. All cool. right. Next one is from Scott Perry. Are either of you airbrushing? And if so, what paint are you using? Do you guys airbrush? Oh yeah. James does all the time. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's one thing about ammo paints, that little bottle you have stuck right there. Yeah. That stuff's airbrush ready. Nice. Yep. Shake that up. It's got that little metal ball in there. You shake it up and put an airbrush ready to go. They have airbrush thinner if you want to thin it out, but it's not like craft paint. You can't put craft paint right in an airbrush and try to airbrush it. Oh, yeah. You can, but you're going to get splots, and you could do some cool effects with that. But uh, I use airbrush a lot because of some really, really cool stuff. So I have a kind of a cheap Iwata Neo. Uh, it's got a little cup in the top, um, and I have a little crappy uh, uh, Central Pneumatic Harbor Freight air compressor with a little oil collector and a little uh, water collector and a little desiccate cartridge. And I wonder how those do. 
Oh, they're they're awesome. Compressor. I, I've been using it for years. Now, do you um, have to use an adapter to to fit the Iowata? Nope. Okay. It's 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 got the same that you got the it actually you can get the at Harbor Freight. There's a little uh, adapter that goes to that little hose. I think it's like mm-hmm. a quarter inch hose. Yep. Yeah. Screws on there. Screws right on the Iwata, and um, I just rinse it out with uh, like a ammo airbrush cleaner, a Vallejo airbrush cleaner. So I just shoot it, and that little Iwata Neo. Um, there's an Iwata Eclipse that I have also. You can do super fine lines with it. It's not that, you know, that's not a super high-end professional. You can use your coupon at Hobby Lobby. Right. It's 80 bucks. You get the 40% off. You know, you come out with a really nice airbrush for, yeah. you know, 50 bucks, if yeah. that. And yeah. um, you just rinse it out with water. And as long as you do that, it stays clean. You don't have to take it apart all the time. If somebody asked me the other day, do you take those things apart? Very rarely. Um, as long as you clean it out good. And I just sprayed on the side of my table cause I'm a pig and, uh, <laughs> uh, I, until I get clear water coming out of it, yeah. you know, and I see that the cup is clean and it, it stays, it stays really nice and clean. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I use it all the time. Nice. I've done, I used to do rolling stock and then, um, I would use it on scenery when I had, mountains because i would make a really dark wash and then you can actually just spray it right in all the cracks the areas that yep you want to add darks and shadows you know mm-hmm. and it works great on rocks uh, oh, with yeah. a thin wash in it um so but to be honest with you i just haven't uh, i have two airbrushes and i just haven't used them in, in quite a while but um, it's another thing that just, it takes practice. It really does. I think a lot of people will make the investment and they buy, they buy it all, you know, right. and uh, they'll try it. They'll spend one day, they try it, they get frustrated with it and they put the it shelf. on the shelf yep. and you got to keep at it. You really do. And um, you can get some amazing results with it. Um, you just really have to be willing to experiment with it and um, just stick with it. So, mm-hmm. yep. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd take an uh, airbrush dull coat all the time. Now, admittedly, it, it stinks, right? You know, you, you want to make sure you use ventilation uh, for it. But, you know, I dull coat windows. I dull coat, you know, shiny stuff that I don't want to have shiny and when you run that through an airbrush, it's it's amazing how fast it dulls out. That's wow, nice. Yeah, and I like it better than using the rattle cans that I guess are hard to get now. Um, you just I just buy the liquid, put it in there, spray it, and and it gets rid of all. Like if I get little messy glue marks for my CA that Brett doesn't use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I just, started I just using hit it, it with Delco, and I was they go using away. it this weekend. I uh my dad. I do the same thing with Dalka uh on on any of the CA glue marks. Yeah, my, yeah, I mean yeah. they just disappear immediately. Yep. Yep. I finally got some CA glue and I've been actually using it. So uh you guys How you like stop. it by the way? It, I'm never going to go back. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use those little I went on Amazon the other day and I bought 200 of those little tips. I think you were talking about them, Todd. Yeah. You were talking about the bottles. But they also get these little nylon tips you can put on the top of your CA. Yeah. And it just gives you that little pin kind of almost like super yeah. tight. Uh, yeah. You can you can apply the CA yep. and they use the little bottle like you were talking about to use the, um, the, the zapper, uh, the zapper, like you were talking about on the Suncoast video. Yep. 
done. Your stuff's glued yeah. immediately. Um, but, That's the best stuff in the world. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but I I use the tight tight bond glue all the time too. Yeah, the yeah. wood because it works great too. It dries super fast. Sure. Uh, but I will say that I glue my fingers together every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that always happens. Always. All right. Yeah. Real quick. Next question. We got a couple more questions here, so I kind of want to roll through these ones. Um, Sue is asking question for both of you guys. Do you have a favorite weather and medium and what brand and why? <laughs> I think we know. I think we all I know what brand. I think we all know. I like yeah. testers. <laughs> testers only. All testers. That would be ammo. Yeah. Jason <laughs> and his billboard tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous that I don't have one of those. <laughs> I'm going to make a couple phone calls. Uh, Jason, go ahead really quick. Is that yeah, it? And what's your favorite yeah. ammo product? Oh, oh God, that's that's tough. That's tough because that really is. I mean, I I, I like them all. I yep. like them all. So. I, I I will say my favorite ammo product that I use all the time and it's because I weather all the time is a light rust wash. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's that's really good stuff. Yep. With a couple of the pigments, you combine that with the pigments, and boom, done. It's beautiful <coughs> stuff. And I love that track wash. Track wash is great. Track wash is awesome too. Yeah, I think my favorite would be the um, the whole oil, the whole oil, no, not oil rust set that you guys mm-hmm. sent oh. me. Um, yeah, the the entire rust set is awesome, and also the tool set where it has like the the gunmetal and it's, a couple other acrylic paint. Doesn't acrylic it have the wood colors like light wood? Yeah, and, it's got some metals yeah, cool. and some and some wood colors in there. I've, I've been using them quite a bit on on a bunch of things. So things I wouldn't they, normally have expected to use one. They make a color. I don't know if it's in there. It's called old wood. Um, yeah, there's and, old wood and um, where's the one? There's new I've, wood, I've used, old wood. This red brown base I've been using red more brown than base. I ever thought. I'm like, what am I ever going to use this for? And oh, yeah. um, that's awesome. I've used it on quite a bit, a bunch of stuff, just subtly. Even for highlight stuff, even though it's a base color, I've been using mm-hmm. it to highlight some stuff too. And uh, it, you know, you find you find neat little uses for stuff like that. And even if it's just little tiny highlights, um, it's pretty cool. Like we said earlier, it's a very versatile product. I really like the metallics, like you get the uh, this polished one is metal or, or steel. This uh, the gun metal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I use the gun yep. metal all the time. Yeah. Um. Yep. But yeah, there's like, new wood. There's new wood and old wood. They're all great. I am a fan of this, the dark wash. Oh yeah. Okay, and yep. um, it's it's just a dark enamel wash. Yep. Um, I can fit it out. It, it's great for bringing out any details on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you mixed? Have you tried mixing washes with other washes? Oh yeah. Or mixing washes with like. I, I mentioned earlier the, the slimy green, and you mix the slimy green and some of the wash right where the green would the green mildew will meet the Eat. brown stains, yep. and you kind of blend them. You the get that end. little transition. Oh yeah, it turns out uh, great. Yep. You know, I love doing that. But I think we're all pretty uh, pretty much on the same page with uh, no, brand, I'm all excited brand and techniques. I'm like paint. I want to go to bed. Um, yeah, I, I take uh, one one more thing I use all the time. Yeah. really quick. I take uh, the um, it's called Olive Green Oil Brusher. 
Yeah. And I think anybody had seen my stuff. I always put the moss at the bottom of the walls. Mm -hmm. So I'll take that oil brusher. And the reason I do that is because this model that I'm doing, the layout that I'm doing is going to be tropical. So I want it to have like a damp look. Sure. Uh, So I put a couple and we're just talking pinprick size abs of the green olive green oil brusher on there. And then I wash it with the odorless enamel thinner and it spreads out so thin. You can make it heavier, but it does thin and you can give it just that hint of green, like the mold growing in the wood. I have a funny story about these oil brushers and then we're going to move on to the next question. This will take 10 seconds here. The first daughter was painting. her No, no, James, (laughs) James is involved in this one. The first oh, really? time I ever used one of these oil brushers was on a live video. <laughs> it's painting with and the I'm oil brusher. painting with the oil brusher. And James is like, no, 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 no. Don't, you're not supposed to use it that way. And somehow I pulled that out of my ass to make it look halfway decent. And James is like, okay, well, you know, it, maybe it was a little unconventional, but – Hey, you know, it was our. It turned out okay. I mean, I'll leave you. I'll, I'll leave what you people be. don't understand is they got the little brush in there, right? And, yeah. And it's made for just dabbing. These are not paint. No, well, I learned the hard way. Details. Brett is like painting, <laughs> and it's it's oil brushers almost like an oil paint. It's really thick, and he's painting this on this little. It was, it, it was like what. One of those, uh, I remember things, that, a, mo- a mooring cleat. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're painting with that. We got to use it wrong. But, but it worked out fine. But I would not you, recommend made- that technique ever yeah. again to anybody. Because it ever. takes forever to dry, right? It was, and, it's, and, I think it's still wet. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. But you use, you look, use the enamel thinner with it and it thins it out. And so it's made I've, for washes and cracks. I've and since learned the hard way. But yes, that was a funny story the first time I used them. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, this one's a quick one for you guys. Um, if you could, this is from Brad again. If you could carefully grab any building, one building from the Franklin and South Manchester Railroad, what would it be if you could walk <laughs> away with it and no one would ever notice? Oh, oh. my God. I, I have It's a hard to choose. Yeah, I, I know which one it would, I know which one mine would be, and it's kind of a sentimental thing. And my, I have a picture of it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it up here. Um, there was one called, um, Don's was it Don's taxi service dad? It's tiny. It's yeah, a it's tiny a little, little tiny building. Thing. But yeah, um, you know, it's my name and my grandfather, my grandfather it's next to a station. Yeah. Um just had my grandfather's name on it. It was a cool little building. And it's called uh, Knotts's. Knotts's, that's taxi. what it was. It was mm-hmm. Knotts's, Knotts's, not Don's. But, yeah, his uh, name is Don Knotts, believe it or not. My, my grandfather father. was really? not the Don really? Knotts. Oh, yeah, he but... passed on. He's yeah, but his name was actually Don Knotts. <laughs> exact same wow. spelling. Yeah. But yeah. when we were visiting, I saw the Knotts taxi service and I thought, you know, that I don't know, it's just neat. That's the one I would take. That is really cool. And it's a tiny, cool. it's a minute it's almost Little you'd building. miss it if you don't look close enough. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's ha- that's three quarters of his layout. I was gonna say he's got all those little right. cool yeah. little structures that are that big. You that's know? just the one that's always stuck in my memory just because of the connection. Um, I would say there's a building by his, uh, he's got that bascule b- bridge, the viaduct, the lift up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool in, uh, Cleveland. There used to be a br- bunch of those down in the flats. And when we'd go down there, you'd see them and they were, you know, permanently in the up position, but there's a building right by that called a Zoli. Uh, oh, it's a yeah, yeah. building with a, a yes. brick face. And I made a copy, kind of a copy of that in uh, on my WTNW, um, in a little bit different version. But it's a blue building. I just love that building. It's really cool. It holds like a little motor. Yeah. He covers up a little motor with it. 
a uh, switch motor is inside there. Yeah, there's a switch motor inside of it. Yeah, um, yeah, I love, yep. I love that. There's, there's a couple other ones. There was another one that was, uh, it's coming out of a tunnel. It's a, it was a kit, and it was designed from a real building in Boston. I can't remember what it was called, and I know a lot of people will know what it's called. Um, but it's got all these different levels, and it starts high, and it's got these sloped roofs, oh, and they kind of yeah. drop down. Yep. Very interesting building. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that whole layout's just fantastic. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to go again. What about you, Jason? Uh, I just can't pick one. I, I really can't. Uh, uh, that layout is just so inspiring. And I think I would rather try to build one of the buildings <laughs> than take, take one. one. <laughs> you don't want you don't want the I am Boren building. I don't know. <laughs> 40 stories. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, gosh. that's the, that's uh, the one. Actually, you know what? Forget the other one. That's the one I want. I want the one that that's I a, that kind of yellow <laughs> buff colored stone or brick one. I need a yeah. I need a pallet to I need a pallet jack to take it out of the building. Giant. Did you ever <laughs> you ever hear the story about the Smithsonian? No. How when his layout was smaller. He told this on yes. one of the videos. Yeah. That when his layout was smaller, the Smithsonian actually got a hold of him and said, "Hey, when you, whenever you're done with this or you pass on, you want to donate, we'd like to take the layout, right?" And he was like, well, "I can't do that, you know. Yeah. They would have to cut the roof off the building to get the <laughs> oh, layout, yeah. you know. Good luck getting but, that thing out." But the Smithsonian actually approached him about yeah. wanting that layout because it's a kind yep. of like a piece of Americana. Yeah, sure. That, sure. That's pretty damn amazing. And, he, and what's even funnier yeah. is yeah. He, he couldn't How care honored. less. No, he, no. He's like, oh, George is why? the most humble why? guy. Why would you want my layout? Yeah. <laughs> you know? why, who wants this thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing though. So what it about is. you, dad? What's your building? I, I'm with Jason. There's pretty much so many I'm thinking of right behind that bridge that uh, James was talking about. There is a building that goes down. It has stairs and stuff mm. that go down to the water, and it yeah. has like uh, down the ba- down at the water level. It has like all these loading docks and such. Docks, and, and then yep. up above, it, yeah, I love that building. I don't know what it's called. And then I, if I'm gonna build one, like Jason was saying, I'd rather build one. I've already did. I already did the one which was um, uh, the oh, shoot. Uh, Baxter's building supply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a ball with that. Like we said, it's you know piece board by board a lot of it. And yeah, but I'd like to do this the seafood. Uh, what was the seafood? Seafood Emporium. Seafood. Emporium. Yeah, I, I built that one. Yeah, that's... I would like to build that one. I like that awesome. one. And uh, so if I ever get a chance to find a seafood emporium, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I have one of my one of my Jordan cars. That I made and I had sent to George is sitting right there by that. Uh, oh, cool. I oh, that cool. Was cool. Nice. Yeah, I always awesome. thought that was cool. Yeah. All right. That Seafood Emporium is what inspired me on that big faucet that I just built. Oh, okay. The uh, what? Uh, Atlas Gorge? Yeah, the Atlas Gorge, yeah. the big one in there. Uh, I sort of looked at that for reference. So. Yeah. Seafood Emporium is a brilliant building. I mean, yeah. That guy, genius designer. Yeah. Yep. Nice. All right, let's go through some of these final ones here. And I, I some of the guys have put multiple questions up, so we're gonna uh, pick the the better of the multiples that they put up here, um, just for sake of time. It's almost midnight. Poor Toddy here. looks like he's dying. It's midnight here. <laughs> so it is, I only had to be up in five hours. It <laughs> is midnight. So, all right. Um, this one is from Ken Anderson. Question for Jason and and James as well. 
when building a kit or kit bashing or scratch building, is there a preferred material or manufacturer you really like using on your builds? Uh, for like, not not necessarily a, a kit manufacturer, but like uh, someone for roofing or siding or detail parts. And he just they wanted you to elaborate on that. Um, let's see. For roofing, you know, for like the wood shingles, um, Kenny of KC Workshop, he has great ones. And then, um, best best trains oh yeah they got a ton of stuff um so for me and i've mentioned this in many of my videos i always try using different product because i don't want all the roofs to look the same on the entire layout i want uh, i want them all to look different so i mix it up same with uh the clapboard siding i i tried to use different thicknesses or different companies. Um, I'm constantly changing it up uh, because again, I don't want that unified look on my layout. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question, but (laughs) no, no, I think it does. I I think best does a ton of awesome little detail parts, whether it be, you know, and, and, and there's a couple other ones, you know, Stephen Miley has one, um, He's doing a lot of laser cut detail parts as well with windows and and shingles as well. Yeah, um, you know the best comp the best group they do a lot of uh, laser cut shingles. Ron's Ron Kleiss with My Mount Models is doing a lot of detail parts. Um, so I, I want to hear what James has to say too. But you know, there's a lot of companies that are putting out some great detail parts for scratch builds. Oh yeah, Carolina Craftsman kits. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, every, yeah. I just go to our guy that runs our CNC and 3D printers and lasers and said, hey, Jorge, can you print me this and laser cut me this? And no, um, Mount Mount Albert uh, scale uh, lumber um, that uh, Tim Morris owns that. He also owns a company called Fast Tracks. Anybody that hand lays lays tracks, his his jigs are second to none. I've seen that. Uh, yeah, it's real. Those are the laser cut jigs, right? Laser yeah. cut jigs yeah. or laser routed jigs or aluminum. Really, really cool stuff. Very cool. Um, but uh, I, I use a lot of materials from him. And uh, I, I really don't have other than that. Um, I don't really have. I just kind of use whatever I find. I got titchy windows, you know. Um, but uh, the Foss scale, his, his, uh, his laser cut stuff. I'm liking it a lot. The laser cut windows. Um, and it's changing. Really, really cool. Every time yeah. he, every time you think he's like met his, you know, peak of it, he comes out <laughs> well, with something crazier. I like it because he's mixing it up. He's using the task board or yeah. the laser board or yeah. boards with grain in it or you know, really small medium. plywood. It's all different. It's not the same thing over and over again. I know some older manufacturers. They would use the same thing over and over again. And I really like the fact that he doesn't do things like use scale plywood, uh, but, you know, the grain's going the wrong way because he laser cut it and the the grain doesn't make sense because the grain. So when you dry brush it or whatever you do with it, you're getting this weird looking grain. Right. Um, uh, Guys, I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Just came by the. He has to go out. Oh, well, well, anyway, I like the fact that. You're good. We'll, we'll blast through the last couple of questions here. But. He's he's really considering what he's doing um, and what how his stuff looks. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's really important. I really appreciate that. Definitely. 
All right, this one is for both of you guys. Um, this one's from Frank Varga, which I'm, I know you guys are, are familiar with Frank Gar oh, Varga's yeah. awesome, oh, insane yeah. builds. Unique structures and scenery help inspire other modelers. That's his group. Um, which type of structures do you guys find that inspire you guys most often? Freelance, fictional, or prototypical, whatever type of build it is. What kind of, what kind of structures do you guys find most inspirational that you see other people building? I will say um, what I use for inspiration is Daryl Huffman really likes to post pictures about oh, – I love Daryl. Daryl has been <laughs> – like Daryl is the guy. He, it's funny. He he owned a hobby shop in Fresno. Yep. He lives in Idaho now. He lived in Alaska. I met him in Warwick, Rhode Island, the Narrow Gauge Convention and 22nd one. Anyway, but um, uh, he pictures – he posts pictures from Shorpy yep. all the time. And the pictures are super high resolution and they're so cool. The subjects are so interesting. Like I was talking about the nail hole pictures. I get a lot of inspiration on that. You know, you can see how people actually live back then and it wasn't all wine and roses, you know, and between Daryl's posts with Shorpy stuff and his own work. Both of those are amazing sources of inspiration. Daryl is a wealth of knowledge in model railroad. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he had, it's funny, uh, and I don't want to drag this out any longer, but it, 20 years ago, he did a kit contest because he used to run the <laughs> fine scale miniatures, uh, uh, news group, right. Uh, email group. Right. And, uh, <laughs> he did a thing where he said, Hey, um, can you guys send me, I just, this is the weirdest thing. He said, can you guys send me your fingernail clippings <laughs> and nobody knew what the hell he was doing what the heck does he need that for and, and, <laughs> and he actually made a dinosaur dig diorama oh, no. HO no. scale and used the nail clippings <laughs> as the part of the bones no. of the dinosaur no. yes wow. gonna, oh, and I can just it just oh, grosses me out because I can so imagine <laughs> some of these old dudes with their yeah, you know oh, no, that God. Oh. <sighs> I was having a good night till now. No, I'm kidding. What, what, what are we talking? I missed everything. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. So, so are you familiar, Todd? Are you familiar with Daryl Huffman? <laughs> yeah. Name? Oh my god, he's great. He's oh a, yeah. He's talking about inspirational people. Yeah, like he's one of them. He's one yeah. of my main guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, I'll tell you, he did a twenty years ago. He did a thing. He said, "I'm going to do this build, and I need all you guys." He used to run the Fine Scale Miniatures Group before it was on Facebook. Um, it was email. It was email based, right? And then it was Yahoo. And then, but when back when we were email based, he said, Can you guys, can you guys send me fingernail and toenail clippings? And he didn't say why. <laughs> I was like, What the hell are you thinking? I'm getting sick. He, he, <laughs> I know, isn't it gross? <laughs> oh my God. He did a dinosaur dig diorama <laughs> and used the nail clippings as the bones of the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's one of the grossest things I've seen in model railroading, but it's so cool. it came out so awesome. But I can't oh, imagine it. some of the nasty ass stuff he got. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, so what? A, so let's switch uh, over classic. to classic. Let's switch over to Jason. Um, you know what, what? What? What inspires me recently is anyone that does original modeling. Um, yeah. we, we mentioned tonight, Wayman, um, right. yeah, wow. he's doing amazing stuff. 
Um, it's great that people build structures and make them look just like the picture on the box. There's definitely a skill to that. Um, but for me personally, I am so inspired by people that are so creative and come up with their own stuff or add really unique things right. to structures. Uh, yeah, that that's exciting. I, I agree. agree with that. I agree. All right, this one is for this is the last one for both of you guys, and then there's one last one for my dad and I. Um, this one is for Jason and James. Did either of you guys study art, in, like in a, a scholarly setting? No, no, I did not. No, it was funny. Uh, quick, real quick. Uh, I grew up in Iowa, and I thought to become an artist, I need to move to California. <laughs> so, um, so that's what I did. <laughs> I moved to California and I went to uh, Orange Coast College and I went for one semester and I don't even think I completed uh, the semester. Um, I was there and I ended up getting a full-time art job at a model airplane company designing all the decals that go on the model airplanes. And I never went back to college. <laughs> so that was it. Yep. Uh, you know, Orange Coast College just got donated a, a bunch of uh, big seven axis KUKA robots and they don't know how to use them. They keep wow. them packed up. And they came to me and they said, Hey, can you help us? And they said, I don't have time, but man, I'd love to have those robots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. uh, but, uh, uh, I, you know, I started every day I do. I'm in Vegas right now because we're working on this theming project over at the Palazzo. Um, I, it started because of model railroading and, um, art, not, no, I've always really, really appreciated art. We do a lot of fine art pieces at the company. Um, but, uh, no formal training. I just kind of guess. And if I like it, well, then it must be good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I would say that you guys both, you know, not in an institutional setting, but you go so you you both have, you know, collected and refined your own education along the way as you've oh, gone, sure. of yeah. you know what your tastes are in art and what your inspirations are in art, and you know I think that's what anyone who's halfway decent at what we do and what we're able to build has their own tastes and likes and and you don't necessarily have to you know, be a scholar in it. You just have to know what you like. And that's what the beauty of art is, you know. Yeah. Something that James yeah. does, someone, especially in a commercial setting, for, Jason and James, you both do commercial art for other, yeah. you know, in their own settings. And... Um, My grandmother was a commercial and, artist, but, a professional commercial artist. You know... And, oh, sorry, go well, ahead. Well, I was going to say, as a as both of, both of you do paid work as well, and the beauty and uh, painful part of that is some people are going to love what you do and some people are not going to love what you do. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beauty of art. And, yeah. and I think, you know, a lot of it is in the eye of the beholder. Um, so you don't necessarily have to have a formal education in it. You just have to know what it fits your audience and you need to know what your niche is and where you fit. Right. Yeah. I've just a self-taught artist. And I think that, when I look at art or modeling or anything, I, I almost try to dissect it and, and pick out what, what works 
really well for me, what I really love about it. And I'm like, how can I use that in the future? Right. Um, I've worked in the comic book industry for years and years, and I've worked in uh, I've worked for magazine companies like Cosmopolitan, uh, Cosmo Girl magazine. He was on the um, cover of both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that Smoothie Edition, Jason? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've done album covers. Uh, I, I just have done a wide variety of of artwork so yeah yeah but you know and it comes from what you know works for your client yeah i think i think yep we we learn things from other people as i was saying um i was saying earlier my grandmother was a commercial artist she made signs for big department stores in downtown harrisburg when i was growing up i was I spent a lot of time my brother and i spent a lot of time in the summer times while my parents were working they would drop us off at her house and then pick us up in the afternoon when they get out of work or in the evening. And um, we would be there with her all day while she would be painting signs or doing, uh, she did, she also did art. She did fine art as well. And she would, we go over and we even know we were kids. She would teach us color mixing, you know, matching paint. And you develop that eye for mixing your colors without having to actually really, you know, measure. I right, mean, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I picked things up from there. I think a lot of that helped me. And then that passes on to you when you get, as you grew up, Brett, I mean, those kind of things. So. Yeah. Uh, there is a, you know, talking about your, your, your grandmother doing sign painting. I mean, I love sign hand sign painting yeah. is such a lost art. Nobody does it anymore. I mean, there's a few people, but not that many. There's a documentary about um, sign painters. And you need to watch it. it. I think it's just called the sign painters. Yeah. And it shows that art that your grandmother partook in. And it's freaking amazing. The people it's, that could do that. Just yeah, she could letter any style lettering, any font in big size. And then she'd do it right on these boards. Oh, she bought lumber, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever, you know, uh, and, and plywood and things like that. But then she also did banners on sheets of paper that they would stretch across the front of the entrance of a store. Yep. And they were like, so we'd, I'd help her roll these things out. They would go from her kitchen through the <laughs> dining room and then out into the living room. Oh, that's it's down a, there on the floor, painting it. It's it definitely was, a lost art. You know? And it's, it's oh. the equivalent of when you see someone do it in person, which I didn't see my great grandmother do it in person. But when you see someone do that in person, it's the equivalent of watching them. Like you ever seen someone hand, paint pinstriping on a car oh yeah oh yeah it's the same art it's the same thing when you when you see a video of someone hand painting a pinstripe on a car versus the vinyl kind you're like oh my god well first of all you're about to mess up that 70 year old car (laughs) if you just have a tiny little blip on your hand but man it's the same exact kind of kind of uh, art yeah there's a reason why the one of the most popular sign painters paints is called one shot because you have that one shot. Yeah, that's it. it. That's it. Yep. And I, I would, man, I couldn't imagine if there was old like 16 millimeter, or eight millimeter <laughs> footage of your grand, of your grandmother doing that painting. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It's so, so. Inspiring. And she would explain it to us, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. you know, she would, and she would give us paints and say, here, here, and an old piece of paper and say, you know, do this, you know, yep. make your own sign. And she would tell us what she would write down. This is 
this is what the business is. She'd make some shit up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A milk company or something. And you had to paint it, you know? And she'd show you how to tie, uh, you paint the letters. And our letters look like crap. But then she would show you how to shadow them and things like that. It was great, you know? Invaluable. I yeah. mean, that, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Great that you could have that. And Very now, cool. this is my last little thing I'll add before we do the last question of the night. That translated into, I know things I remember from my dad doing when I was a kid where we had a deli and um, you would do, dad, you would make on poster board uh, with big fat, like the big stinky ass markers, (laughs) old school markers, sandwich (laughs) names. And you would do the same thing. You would do, and obviously it's not, it's a little bit different of a, of a application, but you would make these crazy awesome signs for the deli uh, mm-hmm. with the sandwich names and, and specials that you had. But they don't do that anymore either. It's all on computer now. Yeah. yeah. So even that, yeah. that handwriting in the store. I grew up and- learning, watching my dad do that. Even when I was a kid, I wasn't doing it, but I watched right. him do it. And I re- that like is just a sticking point in, in my memory as a kid growing up, watching him make those signs and hang them at, the, at our old family business that like I, just stands out. I remember though my my sister was a sign painter and she taught me about the baseline of O's and S's having to drop below you know yeah. the baseline of the letters yeah. and I to this day I still remember it. and I know that Todd probably picked that up from his grandmother <laughs> yeah. right sure. yep. and yep, you still absolutely. remember it when you're doing it if you're trying to hand yeah. paint something yep. they're the most difficult yeah to do Definitely. yeah they are yep all right we have That's one really cool. last question and this one's just a funny before we end the night this one's from Greg Cassidy. How do you guys get two A-list headliners on one show twice? (laughs) (laughs) Todd's always on there and Brett's always always on there. Todd and Brett are always on there. (laughs) Come on. Always have them. (laughs) Um, I, 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 you know, first of all, on this particular show, to to be exact, uh, James got in touch with me and said, hey, let's do a show. And I was like, let's have yeah, some let's fun. do it, you know. <laughs> and uh, we we picked a date because we had we had some other guests that were scheduled, mm-hmm. and we found an empty slot. And then that, tri- and about a week later, he's like, oh, let's put Jason on too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, I can't go wrong with that, you know. And uh, so that one kind of developed all on its own, the, the two headliner thing tonight. Um, the other the other shows that we do uh, getting guests is is not always the easiest. We want to be selective about the type of guests that we're putting on to fit what we're doing. And I do a lot of the. I won't con- lie, my I don't do any of that work. My dad. Well, I would that. say after tonight's show, I don't know about that whole selective thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love that. Bar is low. The bar is low. But no, you know, we've kidding. had a lot of big name. Uh, modelers on on the show and, and, and it comes down to just contacting them and talking to them and saying hey would you like to be on I have not had many that said no I mean they, they love to share and that's what's great about this hobby is that everybody from, from everyone likes to share yeah, we've yep. you know we've had George Celios to to uh, Dave Frary and uh, Howard Zane and all the big names that we can think of and uh, I think the we main tried to get most of most all of them on and there's the... some who were missed yet and I I haven't had them on but eventually I'm gonna I think the main thing of it is um, whether it's you know the top of the top Howard yeah. Zane George Celios Dave Frary. You know, you name those guys. Uh, we've we've had those guys on. We've had, 
some newer model model builders on. We've had yeah. some newer ma- kit manufacturers on. Uh, we from you guys to everyone else we've had on the Jason's show. Jason's been on a dozen times. Yeah. Or so. Doug, <laughs> Doug Pascali. You know, you know we, we Doug been we, on like ten or fifteen we, times. We, we, we rant and rave about all of these people, but and right. I think the, I think the main thing that comes down to is, you know, the, it's they want to be on for the same reason that we wanted to make this show is, and probably the same reason you guys wanted to come on the night is, we just like to talk about what we're working on and what works for us and what we want to share. And we like to share what is working or what we've messed up on or what not to yeah. do. And, uh, you know, it, it, whether you're the top of the top and you've done everything and there is to do in modeling, or you're just starting out as a brand new kit manufacturer and you jump on our show, we all kind of share that same theme of like, well, we just like to share what we're, what we're doing. Yeah. So that's that's how it is. That's how we get whoever and we get on. And on that on. note, I'm sorry. No, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> and on that note, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day weekend, we got Doug Piscali on as a guest, and we're going to do Doug Piscali techniques the whole way through. It's only Very a technique. Cool. It's going to awesome. be always awesome. technique stuff. So it's going to be a special technique show with Doug Piscali. That's cool. One. And uh, that'll be this. We're recording that on the seventeenth, so we'll we'll ask all the listeners for questions again on that one. So, well, you know, for me, this is my passion. I am just so passionate about model building and just being creative. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, man, I love coming on here and talking with you guys about this. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> love totally. it. Totally, totally, so, absolutely. Well, we just like having you guys on. So. Yeah, you guys are funny, man. Yeah, I love, I love all the, we had um, that was uh, who we have on the. Oh, I also got to schedule Scotty again. Yeah, we Scotty, had Scotty Mason. Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's good. He wants, we're gonna get him on. I told Except him. Except he oh, said I do March. hallucinogens. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Like some yeah, he did. I forgot trip. he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah acid yeah. trip. But you know, I mean, uh, you know, he, and when he came on, he didn't know us from Adam. That's the first time we had him on, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and we had a good time. It was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Definitely. So it's we're great. gonna have him on again probably within the next month, and because uh, yeah, cool. I want to I do the same thing with him as uh, a technique show. Uh, so I mean, to have those guys on, and and uh, so you know, you other people that are listening, you're our, you. We talk about inspiration. For all of us, every one of us that model and do this, and we get even the guests that we get on the show, uh, and for each other, you people that listen are our inspiration. Definitely. You people that comment on Jason's models or James's models, you're our inspiration. You're the people that make us sit there and go, hey, what else can I get? What else can I put out there? And make these people go, oh, I really like that. That's good, you know. And I, and I can show them something new. Or Jason puts out a video that teaches somebody something. You right. people are his inspiration to make that to make that video and to make and the next video to teach somebody. So, yeah. I'll agree. Yeah, yeah. I think the and I'll I'll let you guys conclude on that note with your own little comment. But I think the most inspirational thing for us is especially for me is like, you know, we'll put an episode up and I'll, and I, I won't lie. There's some moments where my little young family gets in the way and then I might, I might not be able to build something for a week or two. But, uh, when I do post things or when we put a new episode up, 
uh, or my dad and I post some pictures of us working at the layout together down here and we get comments on what we are doing together. It's just no matter what our builds look like, just as a father son thing that we're doing that, you know, um, people enjoy seeing that and they that's inspirational enough on its own. You know, it makes me just want to spend an hour or two when I can get time down here to work and to record with you guys and my dad to keep doing it. So that's that's what makes me want to keep doing this. So I'll I'll leave it off for you guys for your last two closing comments on why you feel that's inspirational, and then we can wrap up this. This, this, this is the longest it is, show that we've ever done. Wait, it's officially Friday. We're closing on three hours here. It's officially, it's officially Friday. Friday. On wow. our side of the coast. Finished here. it the same day it's coming out. Yes. yes. Wow. I was going to ask James to order order room service. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in that nice of a hotel. <laughs> so what's let's let's wrap it up with our last two. Like what keeps you guys kind of pumping, and uh, then we'll call it an evening here. I'll start with Jason. Okay. Um, it's funny reconnecting with James, and we talk quite a bit. Uh, we text in the evenings. We send pictures back and forth of what we're working on. And that has been really something new for me and very inspirational. Um, I haven't had that experience in the past. It's just been me by myself, you know, or, or I look at other modelers online. Um, so uh, that, that friendship with James has really been uh, a huge inspiration and it's uh, sort of given me a, a, uh, uh, maybe a new life in the hobby. So, yeah. <laughs> For me, <laughs> oh well, I yeah, I I agree with Jason. I mean, being able to uh, you know see what he's doing, and he he kind of sends me a text says, "Hey, are you modeling tonight?" And I said, "Yep, I got my bikini on right now, and I'm laying on the <laughs> camera crews over here." Um, no, I I I just I just have a drive to um make cool stuff yeah um i it's in you know that's what i do for a living um you know i started the company just wanting to make neat stuff and um and i i just love model building i've done it since i was a little kid um being able to see stuff by jason by you guys um like say chuck doan those guys just dave ravella um, I, I love doing it. I like getting better. Um, I know I, I get in a lot of ruts where I do the same thing over and over again, but then I'll try something else and get better. But uh, inspiration is, is really trying to um, it, it just creating, coming up with something different. The whole idea for my layout is going to be this thing on an island, tropical island. It's just not something you see. I just want to try something completely different. Right. And, uh, and so that's what it is. And uh you know, dirt, dirt spot dot seven. It's a, a name, I guess that comes from doing hallucinogens. I'm not sure, but um, everybody asked me, what the hell is that? I, I don't know. People remember it. So, uh, but, uh, uh, but no, I just, I really, I, I just love posting my stuff, sharing it. Um, I like taking pictures, looking at what it looks like in the pictures. I go, wow, that's, that's it, really It does cool. look different once really you enjoy look it. at it in a photo. 
What's that? It does look way different once you see it in, a fo- in your own photos. It does. Oh, yeah. It does. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You, you learn a lot about your own modeling when you see, you can put good lighting on it and you see it. Yep. You learn a lot about it and you can improve that way. And I just want to be a good modeler. I mean, that's really what it is. I just want to, yeah. I want to write about it. Like say I'm writing another article. Um, I just, I just want to get better. For sure. Enjoy it. Awesome. Hey, well, I think that is a perfect wrap on this week's yes. episode. We're like cool. two hours and 50 minutes officially. So it's officially the longest episode in our history. Holy cow. Um, uh, so <laughs> we are going to call this week a wrap. I do appreciate you guys coming on and spending three hours with us, by the way. Um, no problem. And I, hey, Jason, Anytime. you're, I had to, I had to spend an hour on the phone with Jason earlier. We won't get into that right now. Oh. We won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. But uh, sure, sure, real quick, real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. So Jason, Jason locked himself out of his his iMac earlier. So I, uh, I spent, I spent a little bit of time on the phone earlier trying to, you know, log him, log him back in. And fortunately, we were able to recover your username on your iMac, Jason. So uh, yep. thank God. Otherwise, this whole night wouldn't have even happened. Yeah, yeah, so. and it's never happened to me in all the years that I've used Apple computers, uh, and of all nights, right, to get locked out of my computer. But uh, no, Brett was great and helped me. We got you um, recovered there. Yeah, yep. So, anyways, I just had to share that little thing at the end there because otherwise, this whole night would have even happened. But uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. We are going to call it a wrap. It is officially yep. Friday here, so it's like almost the weekend. But I got to work. Go to up. bed, guys. Got to work. Go to bed. Wake up. How are you going to work in five hours? <laughs> all right, guys. I got a shower. Fifty minutes. I'm going to stay up in models, and I. <laughs> oh boy, I don't got to. But I'm going to run work. across the street and go work. So <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I'm oh, gonna... you're going to work now. Yeah. yeah. Now you're going to work. I'm going to work now. Dang. Oh wow. All right, guys. All right, well, guys. I'm going to stop the recording Thank here. you, guys. Good night. Bye. All right. Bye. We'll see you.